Ladies and gentlemen, may I present for your intellectual and philosophical pleasure Run Fest on Raw Dog Product. Comedy Hits Channel 99 Show cousins 866 Ron Zero Fez 866-RON-0-FEZ. Zero you got one more day to uh, go to the auction for that beautiful football helmet signed by all the great players. How do you do that, Fez? How do you go and do that? You go on the interrobang.com and the link is to the auction there. It's the Highlander helmet. 24 hours until this auction is done. You'll never have another shot at this helmet until it probably goes for a million and a half dollars, if not more. If all these guys are flying to the Hall of Fame together in a plane and that plane goes down, forget it. Why wouldn't you bid? Why wouldn't you bid on this? It's one. There's only one of these in the 24 world. 24 hours left. All the money goes to charity. Who's leading right now, Fez? Now we have like this new back and forth going on. Mr. Fishbulb is in the lead right now. <laughs> Fishbulb. And he is going back and forth with uh, Mr. Fielding Mellish. Very, very exciting. Well, I think it's that... Uh that glass case that you threw in yesterday. Hey, if you don't want a bit, you can also go over to the you caring part of that. The you caring part of that. Uh, helping out a cousin who's down. Um, all right, eight six six Ron zero Fez eight six six Ron zero Fez. Uh, Brian, Brian, you're on the Ron and Fez show. Hey, what's up, cousin? Hey, cousin. 
uh, I was calling to see how the game was last night. I know Fez was planning a trip to uh, the Brooklyn Nets-Cavs game. You got the rub elbows with the royalty. How did that go? This is the amazing thing. This was the game that Fez was supposed to, to pay off with, the one that everybody wanted. Uh, Fez uh, took this to what I consider the Fez zone, uh, just ignoring, looking off to the to the east. It was one of the most historic nights in history. First of all, the little prince and princess shows up. Second, LeBron shows up with an "I can't I know. breathe" shirt. He's wearing the "I can't breathe" shirt, and then later, uh, LeBron breaks protocol by putting his arm around the princess during the picture and from what I understand the people in Angolan are shocked and I'm gonna guess in a racist way, but no one is supposed to no one is supposed to touch royalty. Oh god forbid the, the royal blood comes in into fucking contact with a pleb. But literally that's been like that since the beginning of time, Chris. It's not like they just met, like these two assholes made it up. There was a time and not incredibly long ago where LeBron could have been killed for what he did. Uh, but I think Jay Z was there. Yeah, and Jay Z and Beyonce. Uh, they they met the prince and princess. They were like, "Hey, what's up?" Our prince and princess meet their prince and princess. See, isn't that nice? Yeah. Oh, it was a, it was a wonderful night. It was magical, literally. Um, up in Harlem, they told the people when the princess came there, "Do not shake her hand. That's wrong." And they all said, "Can I give her a pound?" No, there's no touching. Of the prince and princess. And then the princess said, of course I'll shake hands. What do I give a shit? I'm not a real princess. I'm a made-up one. She broke protocol there. Could you imagine the night we would have had Fez? Our heads would have exploded. I don't think we missed all that much. (laughs) Seriously. Come on! Seriously, this would have been the night of a lifetime. The Royals, Jay-Z, Beyonce, LeBron going crazy. Why are you saying he's going crazy? Just throwing out the, the the shirt. I was totally unexpected. I don't think it is crazy. I think that it was, first of all, incredibly political. But second of all, he him saying, because um, there's some people going, should we be airing our dirty laundry in front of the you know the royals? And I'm like, yes, that's exactly what we should be doing. You couldn't get more American than that. We should be bringing up all kinds of shit that we do that we don't like. We should have just sat down and had an abortion debate <laughs> in front of them. Um, all right, eight six six round zero fez, eight six six round zero fez. Bill in Rockland County, you're on the run of fez show. What's up, cousin? Hey, cousin. I just wanted to congratulate Fez on doing what I thought was impossible on yesterday's show and completely stunning and shutting up Jackie Martley by telling him he's a virgin. That was probably one of my top ten favorite times of the show. The the dead air that took place during that I thought was interesting. Here's, uh, you know, like I was determined to get Fez in that conversation yesterday. And I want the all Fez's go tos. <laughs> every go to <laughs> that he has. Oh, he has synesthesia. Oh, he's a virgin. Oh, coming out was a problem for him. <laughs> oh, his sister told him something about his mother and his niece. 
believe this, Jackie? Well, my sister said that my mother was going to my niece's house, but then my niece went to my mother's house. Shocking. Um, it was a fun time, though. Jackie's always a lot of fun to have in here. Uh, here's uh, David. David in Rochester. What's up, cousins? How we doing today? Hey, cousins. Cuz. Happy hey. Christmas, cousin. Hey, happy Christmas. First snow of the day happened. I'm blowing off work tomorrow and going skiing. But the Sweet. reason I'm calling says, you know, you kind of dropped the ball last night. Why don't we get the guys a really nice lunch today? I'm not talking five guys. I'm talking something real nice for the guys. What about steaks? Oh, Everybody yeah. up in That's perfect. Not hamburgers. Yeah, I'll go get steaks. Couple of bags of steaks. Oh, please. I want a bag of steaks. Please. Let's have a steak. Steak one. By the way, is it weird for you when you tell people you're a virgin, or do you just love it? No, it it's of, very strange. I thought it would give you the upper hand. I think most people just don't believe it when I say it. It is kind of unbelievable. And then every person does the kind of the roll call thing, too. Uh, never with a woman. Never with a man. It kind of they kind of have to go through all the possibilities. Because no, most guys realize they would have fucked a dog in the ass by now, just to get some friction. For love of it's God, it's almost like saying, "This is my friend. He's never breathed." But he goes to breathing classes. Oh. What? He's breathing through his feet now. You're breathing shallow right now, Fez. Yeah, I'm having chest pains. You, okay, because we talked to you. No, no, it was beforehand. Thanks for going in depth over it. You paint a picture with your silence. What I would say is that you would tell us what had you so upset. Oh, I think it was just the weird... It's, so, it's such a horrible rainy day in New York City. And I think it was just the uh, the panic from the packness of the subway cars. See, he told me something completely different before the show. Really? Yeah, he told me it was all Shelby's fault. <laughs> He oh, actually, well, that liar doesn't help anything either. He actually said to me before the show, Shelby is trying to kill me. Shelby's fucking up. Is, he, is this attempted murder? Is that what he's throwing out there? <laughs> That's what I'm going to tell the police when they show up. So I'm a... See, here's the thing. I'm now really looking out for that because... Um, Spoiler alert, newsroom, there was an argument at work on newsroom and somebody dropped dead of a heart attack because oh, of it. Oh, God. In mid-argument. All right. Fez needs to just chillax then. But when I, but first he's like, Shelby's trying to kill me. And then he says, it's the rain. Um, so you were packed in the subway and that weirded you out? That started the whole morning of panic. I did a car service today. It's the only thing I should ever do. It's nice, right? Yeah. It was it Uber? Did you go Uber? No. I went real, you know, the town call. Oh. But the, uh, but the really fucking funniest thing was this. Um, I had a Seinfeld moment where I came out, guys in front of my place, great big, nice SUV, black, Asian guy. So he goes like this. Gisa? And I go, no, Bennington. He goes, oh, no, I'm sorry, Gisa. So I go, okay. And I'm like, is there another town car here? He's like, no, just Gisa. And I, and then he takes out his fucking cell phone and shows me the thing, Ron Bennington. 
And I go, that right there spells Gisa because that's me. It's Cartwright. That's ridiculous. That's why you gotta go. Michelle with the single L wears the M on her shirt to let everybody know. I'm a motherfucker. Is that what that's for? M is for motherfucker. Well, it's good to see you hanging out with us a little bit today. Just a tiny bit. Yeah, and then what? And then I gotta find a hotel for somebody. Because I'm still an assistant. Guys, I'm still an assistant. They they didn't take that away. Now is the what do you need, Fuzz? I just need to pick something over here. Um, Fez's uh, studio didn't get set up correctly. Who you mad at for that? Um, the head of the intern, Shelby, who was in here to make sure that the studio got set up correctly with the interns. Fez has a Shelby problem today. And he called him a lying liar to me. Uh, not just a liar? No, a lying liar. A liar who lies, I guess. That's repetitive and redundant. I know, but we like that because it gives us a chance to re- go over things. I think it's better because it's like lying to the second power. Like, you but really a liar. Shelby has come back with a lot of, you know, reasons why, and I, I get it now. Oh, he DAs it, too. This is what you don't understand, Fez. He's young, Fez Watley. It took me quite a few years to get to this point. He's yeah. doing it well ahead of schedule. That's the funny thing. Overachiever. He, he's doing you without all your early success. <laughs> <laughs> that you were able to to you know cruise on for a while. Um, now, here's the deal. George Lucas claims that he has not seen the new Star Wars trailer. What, the what's only he doing? Human, the only human right now. <laughs> I believe him. He said that he, he he wants to watch it on the big screen. He doesn't watch things on his computer is one of the reasons he said so. I'm sure he has a screening room. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm sure he could watch that on any screening room in America. But why would he want to watch something like a Star Wars project he's not a part of? It's like watching someone else bang your girlfriend or whatever, your chick. Like it's- They gave him $4 billion to bang his girlfriend or his chick. Talk about redundancy, right? <laughs> like your girlfriend or your chick or a girl that you've been dating for years. Perhaps your wife. About. I'm not sure. <laughs> Come on. You your common-law wife because you've lived together <laughs> for seven, seven years. Seven years or, or, or maybe even six in some states. You know what uh, I meant? Yeah, but I mean, he should be. He's a consultant on the fucking film. <laughs> he's got he's, the time for yeah. it. Yeah. That no one took this from him and started to fucking bang his girlfriend. He sold her in the town market and sold her to fucking Disney and their big, thick, G-rated penis. What was that movie where um, the guy sold his girlfriend? Star Wars. Yes. Yeah. No, that was... um, They had sex on the money. Yeah, it was Robert Redford. Demi. Demi What's that? Indecent Proposal. Yeah. Now, here's the thing. In the book about that. Right? There's a book. Yeah, there's a book. And the the Robert Redford was a fat, sweaty Arab guy. So he was like this disgusting uh, Arab guy. Not that all Arabs are disgusting, but this one happened to be. And then they said, look, uh, no one's going to come to this movie. Let's put Robert Redford in. And, and she said, I will have sex with him for $1. Yes, but see, in most cases, the husband would say, yes, I want to be there and watch my chick have sex with Robert Redford <laughs> so I can fucking brag about it later. It's Redford. I'd actually said this. The only reason we're using you is because Newman's dead. <laughs> or he'd be right in here right now. And it'd be a threesome. Yeah. So, yes, that's indecent uh, proposal, 
But he got four billion dollars for it. I know, but it's, it's, I mean, Star Wars was his baby. It was his vision. He controlled all of it. I think Wait, you're going it. from having sex with her to now being a baby. No. You are the fucking pederast of pederasts. No, I'm not. I'm just, but you, you don't understand. Your examples yeah. are sex and then his baby. <laughs> I'm just jumping metaphors here. That's all I'm doing. All right. Now I don't mean he's going to have sex with a baby. I'd rather see you jump metaphors than fucking school children. Oh. No, look. <laughs> Thank you, Fez. Thank you. That was very nice. Thank you for getting over your Shelby pain. And Shelby, thank you for you know keeping it on the DL, too. It's good to keep it down a little bit. Why would he lie about not seeing the trailer? There's, there's I no didn't say he lied. It's, uh, I agree that he didn't see it. Oh, I think he saw it and thought, this looks ten times better than anything I did. And now he feels... Whoa. When he said, I'm sad that about it, Star I think Wars? he feels so bad that it looks so good. I'm the other person who hasn't seen the trailer. I will never get around to be turned on by a trailer and think it's better than someone's breakthrough work. <laughs> I'm never going to find myself huffing and puffing and singing about my childhood over a trailer. Uh, there's a piece up on the iBang of comic books that should be made. Who put this together, Chris? Uh, Amy Hawthorne interviewed the Temple Horses. That's Nick Ruggia and Ryan Hoffman. They're a uh, comedian fil- uh, film director team. They make a uh, they make comedic films online. They're like been on Funny You Die. All right. So what are they? What is their piece about? They they made they did the six comic book movies they'd like to see made that haven't been made yet. All right. Um, this is the comic book movies that haven't been made. So what you're saying? Six comic books yeah. themselves yeah. that they'd like to see made in the movie. I think I got one. What's that? Little Dot. (laughs) (laughs) Any chance that that finally gets made into a movie? No. I don't think. No, it's not going to happen. I got another one for you that you'll probably like. All right, what's that? Hot Stuff, where it's a child that died (laughs) and now is a devil that wears uh, a diaper. I guess the, the child didn't die. I guess it's just the devil's baby. Uh, a baby demon. Right, but not the devil's baby. So it's Rosemary's. Yeah, like Rosemary. There's the picture of him. It's creepy. Um, <laughs> and he seems like Casper's age, and also has that same problem Casper has, an enormously large head. I mean, that is a C-section, baby, if I've ever seen one. I doubt demons do C-sections. I think they like the pain. I mean, they're in hell. I don't think it's a demon. I think that's the devil's child, because a demon isn't going to have that devil's thing. So did you say Antichrist? Yeah. This thing should have been put down a long time ago, then. It's going to bring about the end of the world. How can you put down the dead? (laughs) It's going to be so hot on your hands touching it. Yeah. I think it's like a magical being. So those are the two? That no, they no, not at all. Those are nowhere near this. Okay, so you, what I'm going to have, when I pull the train off the tracks, you just follow me out there. That's the kind of engineer you are. Okay, no, first they have a Civil War from Marvel Comics. No, did you read this one, Fez? I did not read Civil War. Civil War is where the government... The North... Uh, versus the South, right? Yeah. The government wants to have all uh, heroes, superheroes, and mutants register with the government so they know who they are. So it's the Incredibles. They're sick, they're sick Sounds of, very X-Men. X-Men are part of it, but the Avengers, like the entire Marvel universe is all part of this. And then Captain America like refuses to take it, take his hat off or his cowl, whatever it is. Why? We already know who he is, I, right? But it's symbol- symbolically. 
And then, but Iron Man becomes like jumps in with the government. It's it's pretty cool. I've I've read through these. You They're, read through them? Yes, I read the series. There's, it goes. It's, it's, but I mean, reading through <laughs> seems like you just ran your finger over. No, I didn't. No, look, when this happened, it went Why across. You calm down when you talk. It went across the entire Marvel universe, so I couldn't Marvel? read every Marvel universe. <laughs> All you Marvel superheroes, get in here! I'm Chris Stanley, known pederast. Why add the second? Parts. What the fuck? That was going to be your superhero thing. That's no superpower. That's a fucking just villainous behavior. One quick question: Is there any children we can get? Bullshit. <laughs> His power is: if there's a villain out there, he molests their children and takes their mind off. But he's also a, cen- a centaur, right? Centaur. Was- centaur. Yeah. So. This is a ridiculous plot. I'm loving it. It's nothing to uh, do with Civil War. So, Civil War, you love the feds. This is weird. You're my comic book guy. You don't even know this? You never even heard of it? I don't do Marvel, but I have heard of it, and it would be a great movie. Well, yeah. How- why not? How would we know it would be a great movie? Because it just had all the stars in it? It's got all the heroes, so that's, that's what you many, want. That's too many, though. I think that gets ridiculous. I like. I think it's almost better. Like, if Flash doesn't know Batman exists, like they're almost in different worlds. Because when there starts to be a lot of superheroes, then they should be just fighting. It's, they should be against Iran <laughs> instead of running around. ISIS. Yeah. No, That's there's their interdimensional job. aliens. I'm every day. This is fifty me. All right. So Civil War, you vote for? Yeah, I, I like vote Civil yes. War. All right, I'm going to throw a yes in there, too, because I don't want to be left out. I say no. It lines okay. against everybody. I'm going back to no. I would <laughs> fucking turn. No, we're not tied. Shelby, Fez's fucking nemesis, gets the tie-breaking vote. Shelby, I hate to make you talk today, but what do you got? You you got to make this movie. I mean, I- Whoa! Whoa! Fez owns you, bitch! Fez owns you, bitch! Congratulations, Fez. Thank you. That's the first win that you've had on this show in years. I'm here for it. I and love you, it. Yeah, and you deserved it. Especially because you caused this the LeBron experience. The basketball game that Fez was supposed to take everybody to. What happened? LeBron shows up, he wears a I can't breathe shirt, right? <laughs> and then the prince and princess. Oh, and he come, touched her. And he touched her, and I think her breast. He not only touched her, but. It, uh, charged her to go into labor. I heard she was, was so excited. Pre- oh, that's preterm. Yeah. There was a nipple tweak involved. <laughs> but she liked it, so it's fine. You'd like it if she was eight. No, I wouldn't. I like women of age, 18 and older. You, you realize that you said eight and older? <laughs> oh, my God. All right, give us another one. Uh, next, Red Sun. Is another one of theirs. I know that before you get Jerry wants to comment on your civil war. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Jerry, go ahead. What do you got? What's up, cuz? Hey, cousin. Uh, Pepper, I uh, read through it as well because I had heard that that was the uh, issues when uh, Captain America actually got killed. So when I heard Aww, that, no, I, ran spoiler out, alert. I ran out. I ran out like a little kid at a comic book store <laughs> and read it. Did he get killed? I, so I, yeah, he got killed, man. I still have it. I'm like, you know what? This will be worth money someday. <laughs> I actually kept it. I'm 35, <laughs> so does that mean he's not going to be in the movie? Oh, no, because it's just a drawing. Yeah, it was like a 40-page comic book. It was pretty cool, though. I mean, every like he said, they had to take off their masks and show who they were, and they didn't want to. And Steve Rogers like, said, no only- way. 
and uh, it got worse as like you know the government got involved, and an Iron Man was like a sellout. It was. It was pretty. Cool. Iron Man was a sellout. Yeah, he, he yeah. jumped in on yeah, the government he side. Out. You know, he like he totally got on like the government side, and all the other like classic guys were like, "No way!" You know, we're not. That's not not part of the gig here. We don't tell people who we are. So, but I read it. So it's hard <laughs> to believe uh, that anybody would go out of their way and, and think that Iron Man would would join in with the government. Robert Downey Jr. wouldn't. Yeah, I, I gotta agree there. Actually, this thing sounds uh, fake. Guys, <laughs> and actually, the, the Temple Horses out picked the death of Captain America to be its own separate movie where he gets assassinated. Mm. Well, the, the, would that are, be the sequel? I guess it would be Iron Man Four, and then Red Sun is a DC comic where it's an alternate reality where Superman lands in Russia and becomes a tool of the USSR. <laughs> Yes, they. So right now, is he a tool of the United States? <laughs> I guess he's not. He just land here because this is, they were communists. They must have brainwashed him. They brainwashed him, making. Why would he be brainwashed? He just grew up with those people. Are you brainwashed by America? No. You have no idea. Yes, obviously you are. If you think the only reason people would pick a different government is by being brainwashed. Or he's raised by communists. He's raised in the communist uh, the society. Yes. So they turn him into a communist. He becomes a communist. He grew up with these people, and that's the way he learned. Yeah. He hasn't been turned into anything. He's a space alien, right? So he's, they're using him. Have we used him? Here in the United States? Superman? Yes! Yeah, I mean, he's fought for liberty. <laughs> you seriously what? could not be a dumber college graduate. I've got you're, you're, you're able to put zero thought into this. You're like a guy in 1954. Yeah. Who's sitting in middle America. Yeah. In a cornfield somewhere, yelling out, greatest nation. Ever. You're just, you couldn't be dumber. Okay. So the fact is, he lands in Russia. Yeah. And he grows up there. Yeah. And he supports those values, because that's what he was raised in. Sounds like a good comic book. Did you read this one, Fez? Yeah, read this one. This is great. I mean, Superman's got a hammer and sickle instead of the letter S. That's amazing. For his uh, uniform. No, I thought the letter S came from Krypton, not from him... Just going out and stealing fucking logos from other people. Yeah, this was a change-up. This was still back in the communist era. Now, look at that. That, to me, looks like he's got an interrobang on his uh, shirt. It all makes sense now. Um, here's Jerry in Kansas. Jerry. Hey, Ron, I come up with a new super, char or, uh, super character to make a movie about. It's called Captain Fag. And he's uh, oh, superpowers change. I'm just going to end. Oh, I'm funny. People. Oh, God. You should at least end it with that instead of start it with it. You know, like that would have been the last that part would be of the it. Punchline. Like explain the whole thing and then do that. And then Fez hits the anger moment that you were looking for. Not start with it and make us all feel awful about being heterosexuals. Go ahead, Chris. What's ne next? Next would be they want to make a death in the family. The Batman. Is this about Pugsley dying? No. Adam's family? <laughs> it's about Robin getting killed in the Batman series. Oh. But did he have so many Robins to put? Captain from? America dies. Robin dies. They just want to see people get just slaughtered. Who's they? 
Temple Horses. <laughs> These are the six comic book movies they want to see made. Are you not getting enough sleep? I didn't get a lot of sleep last night. I'm going to be totally honest with you. You sound like a guy who did. You don't drink coffee, right? No, not at all. You need one. <laughs> I like a Red Bull Tall Boy. That'd be fun. Who's your uh, interns today? Uh, Clocks and Peter Laurie. Peter Laurie's my guy. I think he's up for intern of the year, the way he's turned things around. Clocks is Sue's guy. That's my guy. What do you got planned for him today? Nothing. Oh, jeez. Big day for Clocks. Yeah, this is not... Uh, is Peter Laurie doing the... Uh, you can go get me a red story today? Yeah. Oh, I can't wait, Peter. Yeah, he's really gotten good, too. He's at the point right now, I'm thinking about having to replace Chris. Why? Not you. Oh. I'm talking about Chris Stanley. That's me. <laughs> Shit, then I did make a mistake saying that in front of you. <laughs> I should not know I'm just in the room with you. <clears throat> I get confused between you and the guy we're going to fire, Chris Stanley. <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> uh, Lucas, you're on the Ron and Fez show. Uh, I think that uh, one comic that really hasn't had it today yet and needs it is Hagar the Horrible. I'd love to see that movie. They're making it with Will Ferrell. Are they really? What? I'm, I would use Chris Stanley and Bri Bri in that role. <laughs> um, here's our buddy Chef Darren. Hello, Chef. Hey, doing good, Ron. How was your holiday? Yeah. Hey, um, Pepper, you're an idiot. They're making Captain America 3, the Civil War. You it's moron. You're a moron. Me? No, the guy talking. Oh, good. <laughs> All right, this gets sent to us. Pepper's favorite com- comic, the fantastic four-year-old. <laughs> disgusting. That's disgusting. Whoever wrote that has serious problems. But it's clever. Yeah. Very clever. It's terrible. Making fun of that awful act. I'm going to follow that person. Me too. I'm going to follow him on Twitter and Instagram. And to his house. Yeah. I'll follow him on Facebook and then rape him. Jesus. Is he young enough? Oh, for Chris. No. And there's nothing young enough for Chris. <laughs> Chris likes to be the, He likes to put his tongue right when the sperm hits the egg. <laughs> oh my God. I'm going to vomit. Hold on. Don't step on the two laughs I'm getting. I'm getting two silent laughs, two very quiet laughs. Uh, the guy's name is Jordan Don't Surf. Jordan Dor- Don't Surf uh, at Mo Likowski will be following. And then uh, says, uh, what about Ron's uh, comic book, Baby Snoots? That's something I tried to do a couple years ago. It was about an alcoholic baby I that really, also did coke. Really wanted that thing to happen. Yeah. Because like, it's really funny when babies are drinking. Because how much can they handle? They get drunk like after like a thimble full of whiskey. I know. That's when the hijinks. They're the cheapest date, right, Chris? Oh, where does he? Where does that baby think he's driving to? He's too drunk. All right, I actually have to. Do, have now to, where? I know, I know. I have to do this. But what are you getting? A free lunch again? Uh, no, no free lunch today. Mm. Just actual work. Ooh. I know. Okay. It's not really exciting. Have fun. I miss you already. All right. I miss you like you were Laura who left. She hasn't left yet. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, but I haven't been talking to her for three months. Well. So now I feel like she's already been gone. It's about time you talk to her. Yeah, I need to. Hold on, Chris has given me an envelope here. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, is that what this is for? Why wouldn't you take credit for it? Because uh, I, I, uh, I wanted to talk about comic books. 
You know that's Michelle's real reason to be here was to give us Army Navy tickets for December thirteenth. This is amazing. Baltimore, two people. You have to be in the Baltimore area at that time, obviously. Otherwise, don't bother. (laughs) Not just grown up there now, live in San Francisco. But I have to tell you, one of the greatest experiences of my life when I was a little kid was going to the Army-Navy game. First of all, they bring in all the troops. It takes forever to load up, and you just see the troops come in. And then, this is the only really student-athletes in the country. Like, these guys aren't trying to make the pros. Right, they're, they're playing. And the way that Army wants to beat Navy so bad, a lot of times the president will show up, and he watches on one side, then moves to the other side to watch the other. So he's not really picking between Army and but Navy. But you know he loves the Navy. But my favorite thing that happened, we were at the Army-Navy game, and a wo- and it was in Philadelphia at the time at JF- the old JFK Stadium, and a woman was knitting watching the game, <laughs> and the f- whole section started with quit that knitting over <laughs> and over, and they were going crazy, and I was like a little kid seeing a woman being harassed, and the thrill of it, I just I, I wish it would happen wherever I went. So this is fantastic. We'll give this out today. Lower level seats. The Army-Navy game. That's December 13th. And like I said, this is a real classic. I'm Thank really you so excited. much yeah, for that. My dad uh, is Navy, so go Navy. I always root Navy, too, because my dad was in the Navy. Woo-hoo. Chris, was your dad in? You, oh, he was in the penitentiary. A number yeah. of times. Luckily, he would rat out everybody else and get to come home early. No, he was never um, one to rat out. There was one fucking uh, thing he ever told me. Don't be a rat. Do your time. <laughs> that was He would fucking repeat it to me as a child. My father never told me that. That's really uh, interesting. There you go. You got, you got stuff that I didn't get. Don't be a rat. It's very important for him. S- snitches get stitches. Do you realize that this is the day after our DC show? I could just get off the train, see this ticket. Yeah. I got to pick between one of you. Take me, take me. Come on, take me. Please. No, you know what? No, I can't choose. I want you both to go without me. No, I'm gonna come back to New York and relax. I'll watch the game on TV. Slower level. We got to go. Me Give and me you. some other ones. All right. Uh, Iron. They want to see Iron Man 4 with the Mandarin again. Now, the Mandarin, there was a big uh, Mandarin storyline in, in Iron Man 500 where Mandarin took over the world and just destroyed it, made it into a living nightmare. And they want to see that being made. They want to see the Mandarin come back. He came back in a Marvel one shot, which is like a, like direct to video, like short films. So there is a chance that the Mandarin can come back in the next Iron Man movie, but there's Robert Downey Jr. has his just his contract dispute. Yeah, because he he goes he got him over a barrel. Yeah, he can well, do whatever he wants. How could he take over the world when like Iron Man? We know he has all his Avengers friends, and it's just one guy can take over the world when like even space aliens can't. It doesn't make sense why in Iron Man he doesn't just call the Avengers. How about, if we're going to do, it doesn't make sense. How about the fact that this guy can make an iron suit that puts itself on him <laughs> a and flies suit. him around? 
<laughs> yeah, there's plenty of this shit that don't make sense. Like Larry Shelby. And what's the thing in his chest? I really don't understand it. Is it That's it, like a, a warm light that keeps his heart beating. I'd like to get one for Watley right now. I don't know how a warm light helps his ticker. Well, it gives off heat and light. And I hope all these movies get made. And finally, they have the DC series Identity Crisis, where superhero family members are getting murdered one by one, unless they reveal their secret identities. Who's behind it? This is a great one. It's a DC Comics Justice League whodunit, and you're never going to believe who the killer is. Batman? No. Is it Wolverine? No. He's not even in the DC universe. You're so way off. Are you not going to tell us? Is it you worry about a spoiler alert? It's a, I, it's a spoiler alert because this Write is. Write it down for me. This is very. Now, remember, I had this idea for a president. Remember, I had the uh, uh, kind of uh, thriller idea that a president gets a thing that unless he votes in a certain way, everyone that he. anyone that he's ever known could be murdered the next day. This is. Little dot is the thing. By the way, that's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. No, about. it's really, really good. This is the Can't best see. comic book miniseries there ever has been. It, could it be should all. be a movie. There's uh, sexual assault in it. What? This is ridiculous. This is a ridiculous. I know. Mo- it's the dumbest fucking thing. A, a B fucking character, and then C, that person's wife. Nothing could be dumber. They're pissed about rapes on the newsroom. I'm guessing they're going to be pretty mad about ones that Tell are Tell me what that was about, because I saw the newsroom. There's, Who's mad? A lot of people are mad about how it was just handled at the episode with Sorkin, and then apparently a female writer disagreed, and she was shouted out well, of the Well, tell room. me why they were uh, mad the way that was put on. Because I'll give you the premise. The premise was this. A website got started by a woman uh, or a young girl, college-age girls, accusing people of rape, although it couldn't be proven, right? So he said to her, look, you may be right, but if you keep this website open, some innocent person is going to be accused of rape. So what are people mad about? That he, they were like disparaging the credibility of rape victims, and it was—it's kind of weird how it happens at the same time of this whole like Rolling Stone article that's under backlash for kind of doing the same thing. So, I—I I, I just think like Sorkin, he's doing it to like drum up. He this is what he wants. He wants people to like get kind of pissed and be talking about his show if they like. Well, his show's off in another week anyway, so it's not like he can build up the ratings for that. But I. You know, the point was this. It wasn't about the rape victim. It's about using the Internet to accuse people of things. Yeah, Jezebel wrote that he's blaming the victim. He's a victim blaming a woman. AV Club says his uh, Sorgan doesn't understand who the victim is. He doesn't understand how empathy works. These people are coming out against Sorkin. Yeah, but you do not get the point that it's one thing to go through... Uh, a legal process and and because I was thinking of the Bill Cosby thing like across if we thought to ourselves is Cosby innocent or guilty of this right I think a majority of the people now would say guilty even though he hasn't been charged no jury of his peers blah 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 
but he has been tried in kind of the public where we tend to hear something and think, you know, guilty. I heard it a couple times. He's definitely guilty. Well, everybody is like, the epi- the show is about, like, news and journalists, and that's what they focused on. Like, it would naming people that haven't been proven guilty, would that be, like, journalistically ethical? But journalistic. everyone's just, like, focusing on, no, no, you're ra- rape-victim-blaming, rape-victim-blaming, when that's kind of not the point of the show. Well, you're, now, you've, you've switched sides over to my side, uh, which... You know, th- look, I'm not going to lie to you and say that fucking Sorkin isn't annoying. He is. Because every character speaks the same. Every character speaks like Sorkin. Or like Sorkin wishes he could speak, I guess. Um, but I didn't... I thought that, you know... I thought that there was some amount of... He was rough... On the victim about this, but I I do agree that we don't want a society that you can just post shit and that becomes the end of it. You know, it ruins lives. Yeah, that's what people love doing. I mean, that's where it's it's going. But the point would be, it's also ruining a life to rape someone. And I know that you don't see it from that point of view because you're a bro. You're a <laughs> you're a bro, and that's it. That's me. Me and my frat boys go out on the weekends. And then one of the characters, the Fez character, literally the Fez character of the show, had a heart attack and died in the middle of an at-work argument. And all I can think of is how mad you were at Shelby when I got in here today. Yeah, I was just furious. Just on top of everything else. Just furious. On top of everything else. Almost like the rain and whatnot. <sighs> yes. Let's put hats on every hat. Every hat should have a hat. This one soggy hat. Right here in Hat World. Haberdashery. You watch the Sorkin uh, TV show at all? I, I watch uh, Newsroom, no. What do you watch, Homeland? I've, I've caught like the first few episodes of Homeland. And then I, I heard, I just read today that it's getting good again. I don't know. No. No, okay. You've heard the wrong shit. I wish you would have heard from me. <laughs> That's the New York Post. Um... What do you watch? Sonic Highways? I don't watch Sonic Highways. I haven't watched. You just a lot missed the New York one. It was unfucking believable. Where do you go? Where do you record? Uh, at this place, I think it's called Magic Something down in Soho. It's fucking amazing. It's. I'm sure we've walked past it a million times. It's just this one little Tiny door. Room. Nobody can even tell. But it's like so kind of secret. Even though it's been there for 25 years, it's the place where Bowie recorded. That entire album without a single person knowing. They're like, they, oh my God. People are still not being able to figure out. Like, there was even people who saw, like, Bo's been around Soho quite a bit, <laughs> but it never dawned on anybody. Um, here's Carl in Vermont. You're on the Run of Fest show. Hey, I was just wondering if, uh, you know, today uh, people would want Atticus Finch from To Kill a Mockingbird to be disbarred. You know, he uh, acqui- helped a black guy get acquitted of rape, but he questioned the victim, so he's the bad guy. Uh, I, it's so funny you brought that up because I want to go back and read that uh, one more time because I haven't read it since I was a kid. And like I said, I would probably see it totally different. Yeah, great. Um, 
But yeah, uh, Atticus would be certainly attacked, certainly attacked uh, in the media. It's always um, it's always interesting to me about. I mean, the one thing about this country that you think that we should cherish above all else is our legal system. You know what I mean? Because yeah. people talk about freedoms, and that literally is the only thing that protects our freedoms. You know what I mean? The, 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 do we have a uh, system here that will protect the unpopular mood of the day. You know what I mean? Like, if, you know, as things change, it doesn't mean that that will. And yet we have people that are so furious that lawyers work for guilty people. Furious. We would rather the lawyer himself say, I've decided you're guilty. And I... I, I'm going to fuck up the case. You heard of, you should, everyone should have heard what he was telling me in my office. <laughs> I mean, this Ladies guy, and gentlemen, I cannot take this rapist into my own hands. I mean, there's stuff he has, you guys don't even know about. I implore you. All right, let's give away these Army-Navy tickets. Play the big theme song from the Army-Navy game. Uh, it's December 13th. Uh, these are lower-level seats in Baltimore, which is really, when you think about it, kind of a home game for Annapolis. This used to be, they always would play this in Philly because they figured it was halfway between West Point and Annapolis. Uh, but give us a call at 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Listen to that military bad play. Amazing, Chris. Well, how do they get the piano to march with them? Do you know? Uh, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Give us a call, and we're going to give out tickets for the Army-Navy game. Never. I don't know why you guys didn't want these tickets then. I did want. I wanted to go with you. After the DC show, I wanted us. We could stay in the area. And be me and you can go. You and Fez can go, and I'll just sit on back. I want to go with you. Say that's weird. Why is that weird? Because it seems more like a date. Uh, we've got packed phone lines right now, Chris. So even though you won't get these tickets, you will get to overnight them to someone. <laughs> that sucks for me. Oh, that reminds me, Tuttle. Uh, sent an email and he wants our address. His mom is sending me Christmas pita brittle. 
Got and it. that makes this the greatest Christmas of all. He will get that address. When? Right now? Right now. I'm typing it as we speak. But, uh, you Tell know. him that Ron's so excited. All right. Ron is so excited. Chris, I want you to close your eyes and pick between one and nine. Four. This is line four. Andrew in Baltimore. How are you, cousin? Uh, I'm doing great, cousin. Army or Navy? Who do you want to see win this game? Navy. Everybody always roots for Navy, and then Navy always wins. Uh, but I saw a thing on the 60 Minutes. Army's got a new coach, and they got big, big plans this year. Uh, Andrew, you got tickets for Army-Navy. Thank you. All right, all right, Listen to him. Right. He's going crazy. He's going crazy for this. I think he's drunk. He's so happy. Don't mind him. He's just drunk. All right. Tuttle has the address. What's it to say to him? Ron is so excited. And then the address. <laughs> Did you hear back from him yet? Not yet. Go check to see if the peanut brittle got here yet. All right. Well. His mom makes a great peanut brittle. Last night on my blue apron, I made schnitzel. I love schnitzel. Was it veal or uh, chicken? Chicken. Why, you a veal guy? No, um, no, actually, I don't like veal. Then why would you... What, what is your... What is your obsession? I was, I was curious. I was curious. It was veal or chicken. I didn't even know there was veal uh, schnitzel, to be honest. I always call schnitzel chicken. Yeah, there's veal schnitzel. Yeah. I love it, though. Can't get enough of it. But it's like potato salad with like... <laughs> why don't you just fucking relax, dude? I don't know why you're so wired. I've, I haven't slept. That's the, the why it's making me feel crazy. And yet, Shelby seems like he's well-rested. As does Fess. Odd. Some stinks around here. You're working hard for the big end of the year, right? That's right. I want to make it big and beautiful and awesome. Well, 2014 has been called the funniest year in history. So we want to do a big year-end wrap-up to that. But I think that you might be too wired for us even to record after the show today. Oh, no. I'm gonna uh, By the time 3 o'clock hits, I'm going to be right in the pocket. I'm going to be unstoppable. You trust me. You're talking crazy. I'm not talking crazy. I'm being totally honest. Why don't I take a break? Okay. And I get back. We'll do comedy news. Cause, and you'll, you can nap on the couch. <laughs> okay. Ron and, and Fez show. Ron and Fez. On Raw Dog. Raw. Dog. Comedy Hits. Channel 99. Ron is a Philly guy. Wakes up in the morning hoping Fez maybe really died. Hicks stays really high. Shell has pretty eyes and lips like Lily Tide. Ron does the world's best interviews. Hicks drinks too much and will continue to. And Shelby's got DSLs. And you won't hear Fez until the live read interludes. If he talks, it's probably not new shit. Somebody's in the bathroom, he's probably not pooping. Hicks went to college, so he's probably not stupid. Shelby's got a bad gland, he's probably got lupus. This is like a rap version of an unscreened phone Sick call. movie rap, bro. Yeah. Digging that running Fez show. Fez is all weird and sad. Digging that running Fez show. Never no turning back. Never, never, no, never no turning back. 866 one zero fest. Fest. 
Announce who the winners is. Hicks can't do it cause he can't pronounce Bennington. Bankton. Ronnie, what you give him so much shit for? Cause he's a shitty mentor in the center. What the fucking fuck? Fez used to play a gay character. Now he's the oldest virgin in North America. He sits quiet as a cat bird To get him talking, call her, say the other F word Fashion And then it turns to the advice show Blame it on his mom like the murder movie Psycho And people start to add theories He stands in the booth so he can fart and act clearly Came out the closet, then he starts to act weirdly Now he has a breakdown and a heart attack yearly Digging that running fast show Shelby's got rotten glands Digging that running fast show Never no turning back, never, never no, never no turning back. Yeah, shout out to Blowhard, Andy from Cleveland. Uh, John from wherever he's from And shout out everybody Janice, what up? Uh, Sarah McPants, what's up? Liz Sets Fire, Trek of Love, yeah Everybody but Lady Trucker Everybody but her Continue to ban Lady Trucker Forever, please Thank you, Mike 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ He hasn't been back with us since I said I didn't like rap, I think it hurt his feelings a little bit. I freestyle for him. I mean, that, does that shouldn't that make him feel good about himself? I don't know. I can't tell. I dropped some bars, as they say. Yeah. Okay. I didn't know they said that. Yeah, that's what they say. I'm gonna start saying it then. I'm sure he's freestyling somewhere. Do 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 do. Um, is my man. What's happening? You know, next week we pick intern of the semester. Damn. Getting down to the wire here. Right now, it shouldn't even be close. Well. You're the only intern who's ever gotten any real mic time. Well, a lot could happen in a week, though. So you're playing against yourself. No, I'm not playing against myself. I just want to be prepared. I just want to stay focused and make sure I keep doing my thing so that I uh, don't lose out on this. Right now, you look like an assistant coach at Penn State. I'm going to be totally honest <laughs> Does it have you. to be Penn State? You should be wearing cleats. It couldn't be anywhere else. Yeah. Chris, what happened with your intern? Big uh, Easy. The Big Easy is, uh, he comes in tomorrow and Thursday. I didn't ask what days he comes in. What happened to him? How come he hasn't been a standout this semester? Because I haven't worked closely enough with him. But he's helping me with pulling some stuff for the end of the year production. Ooh, all right. So that's good stuff. Behind yeah. the scenes yeah, stuff. Behind the scenes stuff, yeah. And Fez, what's happened with your guy? Just inconsistency. Um, me working with him and him being able to make it in and Which stay one a you full day. Which one of you is inconsistent? Uh, Clocks is inconsistent. Because, uh, Chris, you take you take it as your fault that your guy hasn't broke out. Yeah, I mean, I'm his mentor. But you take it as Clocks' thing. Yes. So if you were a coach of a team and they were losing, you'd be like, my team stinks, not me. They're coached properly. They just stink. They can't make any plays out there. Look what I'm working with. I design perfect plays, and then look at these idiots. <laughs> Digging that round of fest show. Well, I don't want to fuck around anymore. Let's grab Peter Laurie and Marissa and let's get comedy news started. Reporting directly from the Sirius XM satellite radio headquarters, blasted into space and redirected directly into your brain. It's Ron and Fez's Comedy News with the Comedy News Team, Peter Laurie and Marissa. What's the story, Peter Laurie and Marissa? 
What's up, you two? Nothing. Nothing! Okay, both of you are in uh, good shape today. Who's going to start this off, uh, Peter Laurie or Marissa? I think I'm going to start. I'm probably going to be doing the bulk of it today. Well, why don't you do one and then throw it to Marissa for the second, like she, we always do? Because she's not feeling so well today. I want, so. I want her to do it. It's very important that she does that. She has to do it. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's get it started. How many news? Okay, so there's a group out there called the Guardians of Peace. Have you heard of them? Yes, because I get a newspaper sent to my house. Yeah, well, they've taken credit for the hack on Sony, and now they're in a statement they're warning Sony not to release the movie. They call it a movie of terrorism. My name's Pete, Peter Laurie. I'm running around, having a time. That's my other job. Fucking with my Christmas every year. By the way, I'm noticing this, Chris. Everybody around here has their workstation decorated. With little snowflakes, the, the lights. Charlie, the Charlie Brown, I saw someone with the Charlie Brown tree down further, and I've seen people with uh, just Christmas Santa Claus hats on. Yeah. Multiple people with Santa Claus hats on. Why don't? Why isn't our workstation Christmas stuff? When is the big Christmas party here? December 17th. That's late. It's late. It's uh, it's a Thursday. It's a Wednesday, actually. It's usually on a Thursday. It's December 17th. That's a week from tomorrow. And it's not in the lobby this year. It's downstairs on the second floor. I think you know where you can take the elevator escalator up. Yeah, it's there's like a I guess like a conference room up there. Yeah, they're throwing the party in there this year. I remember one time Mel spoke there. Yeah, that's where they have big speaking engagements. Well, I agree with them. There's not enough room in that lobby. It gets when well, like during the height of the annual SiriusXM Christmas party, it gets crowded. It gets hot in there. Because some people bring friends. Yeah. Maybe I'll invite about 20 or 30 people <laughs> that will put that open bar up. You know, now that it's downstairs, maybe Dave can get in. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's technically not. Yeah, it's definitely not the belt, you know, this floor. I haven't even heard from him lately. How are you guys doing with your stuff? It's good. Dave Max Sports Program going strong. Mm. Bigger than high society or smaller? It's bigger than high society. Shit. I'm always hoping for you guys. I mean, I you were doing podcasting before anybody. I know. I size on the more like radio network, though. We're doing well. Building, yeah, growing. The fact is, I mean, you were out there before anybody else. They should be chasing you. I know. I get my downloads up. That's the thing. What's going to happen? Let's go to Marissa. Comedy news. You don't want the rest of that story? No. Okay. <clears throat> Excuse me. Oh, my God. Like, Luke Wilson and Imogen Poots are totally going to star in a new Showtime pilot called Roadies. Rogies? Roadies. Oh. From Cameron Crowe mm. and J.J. Abrams. This actually uh, sounds like uh, Almost Famous too, the TV show. Uh, yeah, a little bit. It, it's actually, this show is about a band on tour, but it's uh -huh. kind of from the perspective of the, of the Roadies. Not not so much the rock stars are almost famous. It's kind of well the perspective of the journalist and the rock stars. But hey, Brian in Chicago. Hey, uh, that movie you just mentioned with Seth Rogen and James Franco. I'm thinking that whole thing was viral marketing because what do people want to see more than anything? A movie that results can't. Um, that's a possibility. I mean, you can't believe anything anymore. Everybody tries to carny us. And I know one thing. I'm dying to see this fucking movie. Yeah, it got me. Exactly. Million bucks, right? All right, million bucks, my friend. 
We have a uh, spy report coming in. Yeah. Uh, a spy report. Spy report. Spy report. Yeah. Uh, Man, this thing is really in bad shape. Uh, let's get this spy report from Wes in South Carolina. Thanks. You're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, cousins. How y'all doing? Hey, cousin. I just want to let y'all know, I just heard that uh, Cam Newton was in an automobile accident near the stadium. They, his car had overturned, and he was seen being loaded into the ambulance. That's all the information that we have right now. That's the only information? Can you keep up on it for us, Wes? I sure will. I'm right here in South Carolina. It's only about an hour drive for me, so I'll start heading that way. Okay, start heading that way uh, and find out everything you can, but there's the oh, initial the spy number? report. Do I need a hotline or anything? Yeah. Yeah, get all kinds of stuff. But Cam okay. Newton um, injured in a car accident, taken away by ambulance. That's all we know right now. And this is Comedy News. Comedy News. Okay, so MTVU has named uh, John Oliver as its man of the year. He's the host of Last Week Tonight on HBO. Mm-hmm. Uh, for a female woman of the year, I'm sorry, not female of the year, woman of the year, they selected Casey Hickox, who was the uh, lady, the nurse who tried to bring a bowl into New Jersey. And uh, of, of tried the, to bring a bowl into New Jersey. She did. She didn't try to bring a bola into New Jersey. She was a doctor without border. She was a <laughs> nurse. She was a nurse without. Yes, up with the doctors without borders. <clears throat> yeah, no, I understand that. Can but you uh, clear your throat more? Because you sound like you have a, a bola. I think I, I smoke too much. To be honest with you. Well, thanks for being honest. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, she's a nurse, but she wasn't acting very responsibly. I don't think. I mean, she's at, and she was kind of putting it in people's faces after after they like you know. Took her out of quarantine. Did they she's all out there. Fucking catch Ebola. No, but so stop acting like fucking babies. Well, she's You're a nurse, New Jersey. Though. She's a nurse. Yeah, yeah. We're in New Jersey. What does that have to do with it? But try to fucking man up a little bit and stop acting like pussies. Well, we got rid of her. We sent her to Maine, and that's, she was fine. And that's where she started rubbing it in everyone's face. Yeah, that was there was nothing wrong with her. She should be rubbing it in her face. No, she shouldn't. What do you mean? She's a nurse. What are you she saying? She's a fucking nurse. Because she like should know better. She should know better. I don't think it's a bad thing. I think she should know better that when you're working with these Ebola patients, that you know you're you're more likely to catch it than she say, didn't me. fucking catch it. You no, little she pussy. Didn't. Good for her, and I'm yeah. happy. She you didn't. don't seem fucking happy. No, I'm happy she didn't catch it. I just don't think she went about it the right way. I think she. Was... I think you fucking overact, overreact like your big sissy fucking <laughs> governor, panicking instead of acting like a fucking person. And here's what always kills me. You're fucking proven wrong, and yet you still take the other fucking attitude. Proven wrong she how? Didn't, she doesn't have fucking Ebola. You overreacted. Yeah, yeah, no, I didn't overreact at all. You're fucking still overreacting no, I'm not. to I'm it. I'm saying she should have she acted. She should have behaved better. Everything that she did worked perfectly. You <laughs> fucking did. You're the one that acted like a fucking pussy. What about the uh, the doctor in New York? He basically we're not talking about yeah, him. No, no. Yeah, he's fine now, but he did basically what she did. You guys no, sit around didn't. and fucking seriously, you worry too much. He, no one's got fucking Ebola. Somebody's got it. In fucking Africa. Yeah, well, that's where these people are coming back from. God. You're too young to be this cunny. I'm not, I don't even know what that means. Exactly. <laughs> Okay. I don't know. I have no response to that. 
Continuing? Moving on? Okay. Uh, moving. Uh, just uh, the president of MTV, I disagree with him. He said John Oliver and Casey Hickox are two voices that stand as an example. Oh, are you still talking about the same thing? Of strength just for today's that's college it, That's the end of comedy news. No, Thank no, you. I got one more. No, Thank it's you. Over. No, it's good. It's over. Thank Beautiful. you. What? Good job. What? Segment done. Plays out, kill. What? You're the best one for me. Comedy news. Okay, so. Uh, comedy news is over for uh, your lawyer. Oh, sorry. I thought he played me on for another one. No, that's he usually what he plays off. before. I, uh, yeah, no. he didn't know what the LQ was. Oh, gotcha. He made a mistake. You're done, Pierre Lord. Okay. Um, so let me give you updates here on Cam Newton. Uh, the pickup truck that he was driving seems to be flat top. Um, photos and videos up online, but Cam Newton. who just uh, had one of the biggest games of his year, yeah. if not his career. Uh, according to this, he is communicating, he is on his way to the hospital, but car looks pretty fucking bad. Oh, yeah, it's trashed. It's wrecked. Pictures up online. Uh, if you want to see on Twitter... A guy named J Jones Nine, J Jones Nine, on Twitter. Um, Jim in Tampa, you're on the Ronnie Fez show. Hey Ronnie, um, I don't know what's up with Peter Laurie. I have never, ever had any problem with with any nurse rubbing something in my face. The, everybody fell for this fucking Ebola thing across the board. If anything, we should just be pissed off at the hype that was thrown. I remember uh, I was, I think it was at a doctor's office. They had like a bunch of TVs on like the uh, the day after they found out the, the New York guy had it. And it was literally just everyone just going on about the New York guy. They got someone in New York has an Ebola and tracking his, his steps from everywhere he went. It was, it was insane. It was really like, it seemed that they were mocking themselves out. The amount of coverage they were giving this one man who went from a fucking bar to a bowling alley. I don't get it. They just want everyone to be afraid all the time. All the time. About just the dumbest and just shit. Con- and then blaming a fucking nurse and a doctor for going and working with sick people. They're stunned. Why would they be there helping sick people? Because they need the help. Because <laughs> they're dying and they don't have doctors of their own. We're always trying to be on the wrong side of fucking history in this country. We're like, what's the, what's the exact opposite of land of the free, home of the brave? I want to be that. Sometimes I feel like this country would have been better off, like Superman, landing in Russia and doing things that way. Everything's equal. Man, you're drinking a lot of tiny waters, aren't you? Yeah, they're tiny, though. If I, this would just have been one regular water. Where are you getting the tiny waters from? I, saw, I found a box of them in the booth. There's tiny waters. But there's probably Alps. That's why you get in trouble for eating his cereal and drinking his waters. Like, here's the thing. You found them in the booth. Yeah. You know that they're not yours, right? Yeah. Why would you drink that? I'm going to replace the tiny waters. And no more for me. I'm going to get a nice cup of water. You wouldn't even even have fucking mentioned it if I didn't say to you where you get the tiny waters. I just, I found found them and I was just like, it's water. It's okay. You didn't find them. Somebody put their water aside. I wasn't thinking. 
That's, that's nothing what, to brag that's about. That's my problem. Um, Joe in Utah. How you doing, Joe? Hey there, cousin. How you doing? Hey, cousin. Hey, um, just wanted to find out how Fez is doing. He's just a little quiet today. You're a little on the quiet side, Fezzy. Oh, I thought I was uh, there with the with the talking about the comic books that should be movies. I thought I was doing a little better today than even yesterday. Forty five minutes ago. Yeah. Yesterday you were great. You were fucking interacting. Uh, you were talking with our guests. You're like a person. But what if I stayed quiet since that conversation? Both you and I stayed quiet. We'd probably it would be a lot of trouble. It'd be dead air, right? Yeah. So why is it okay that you stay quiet? It's not. I'd rather you were stealing fucking Opie's waters the way that Chris does. And then remember that day you, you ate his fucking cereal? I never ate any and cereal. And then another day you broke his chair. I don't know what you're talking about. The waters will get replaced. There's two tiny waters. Go replace them now. Do you know where to go? Yeah, I know. I know where they, they sell like the big pallets of water down on uh, 46th Street. What's the name of the store? Gristati's. They said they get from Gristati's. There's no Gristati's on 46th Street. Check again. All right. This is how you end up getting lost. Okay. No, wait, no. I, no, no it's, all right. I got it. Smilers on 47th and why 7th. Don't you, why don't you call E-Rock and say, look, I drank all of Opie's waters. Then I ate his cereal and broke his fucking chair. I'm going to replace the waters right now. Uh, this is what gets to me, Chris. You yeah. say, oh, I found the box of them in, in the room where E-Rock sits without thinking it's somebody else's. There's just There was a lot of waters there, so I thought it would be okay. All right, what if there was a lot of money sitting in there? Would you just start spending it? Who would leave all this money here? Is this the way you uh, you found my e-cigs? No, those were sent to us. I wonder. They were. They were sent you, by Blake and Rhode Island. You understand why I can't fucking believe you, right? They were sent to us by Float Culture Smoke Shop. I have the email right here. At the Blake R.I. on Twitter. Please At- don't smoke these, it says. I'm enjoying this one. That's good, right? I like this one better than the other larger one. Okay. Smaller is cooler all of the time. Hey, that Peter Brett will get in yet? Not yet. Hey, why don't I send one of the interns down to get that water? No, let me do it. You know what's stopping me from letting you do it? What's that? You get lost, Chris. How can I get lost? I go and... you, You always get fucking lost. I promise you, I won't get lost. Swear on Fez's heart. On Fe- uh, Can I go over there and put my hand on his heart? Yes, please yeah. do. All right. And swear on it and then do the pledge if you want. I swear on Fez's chest and heart, I will not get lost. I'm going to 47th and 7th. Smilers Deli. I will say this. If you're wrong, I'm punching right where your fucking hand was. Right in Fez's chest. You know what? You're not going to have to punch him in the chest because I'm not going to get lost. I know exactly where to get this water. Off you go. Play his leaving music. Um, don't get lost. I don't want to get punched in the chest. That's going backwards. Play his leaving music. See you, Chris. Bye. I'll see you soon. All right. See you soon, buddy. You're not playing the mu- music. That's the popcorn song. That was all I had for leaving music. That's for thinking. 
And that was all I had. Uh, here's Eric in Florida. Eric, how are you, pal? Doing good. Yourself? Cool. Great. Hey, listen, I was wondering if you heard anything about the Orlando shooting. Uh, a white cop shot another black person. Uh, and the black person is in critical condition. And what, from what I understand, the black person had his hands up and ready to surrender. Have you heard any of this, Fez? I have not heard this one out of Florida. Why don't you look it up, then, while we're sitting here? It's not... in Orlando. O-Town, huh? Yes, yes. When I say O-Town, I'm talking about the band. Orlando, yes. Disney. Yeah. So, who got shot? Uh, he was uh, trying to break in the cars, and the black person the black person was trying to break in the cars, and the cops came in and... Uh, Stopped the accident or stopped the procedure, and then the guy ended up shooting him with his hands up. Are you saying this, Fuzz? Yeah, witnesses said uh, it was at an apartment complex, and uh, more than one witness is saying he had his hands up surrendering when he was shot and wounded. Hmm. While he was breaking into a car? Um, I'm looking for the break, uh, breaking and entering part. Um, but anyway, the, the police there said that they would be transparent, ask for patience, um, but they swear that witnesses say they saw the guy with his hands up, three shots fired by the deputy. Um, we'll have to look into that. Oh, it's Chris Stanley. Hey, Chris. Hey, Ron. Yeah. It's time to punch Fez in the heart because I got lost again. One, two, three, four. Oh, Christ. Oh, Christ. Where am I? Where am I? Where Where am I? It's time for Ron and Fez's Where Am I? Where am I? If you can figure it out, you can win. Brought to you by Wyndham Hotels and Resorts, part of the Wyndham family of brands. There's a Wyndham waiting. Chris, what do you mean you're lost? I, I got out of the elevator, I walked onto the street, and then something happened. I kind of I blacked out for a second, and I, I came through here. I don't know where I am. Uh, someone actually tweeted, Chris Stanley is like a big, dumb Goldilocks. No. All right. Look around. What do you see? Okay, I can see that. All right. I'm in a city on the Arkansas River, but I'm not in Arkansas. Oh, you're probably in Arkansas then. No, I'm not in Arkansas. I'm just in a city on the Arkansas River. All right, let me go over here to Mark in Colorado. Mark, any idea where Chris could be? He's on the Arkansas River? Yeah. Little Rock, I have no idea. I'd lose. You're probably in Little Rock. You probably are in Arkansas. Oh, I'm not in there. Oh, incorrect. Um, here's... Uh, 
Well, look, look around again. See if you can find anything on the ground. Look at a trash can. Is there anything that you can find there? Uh, I've been digging through this dumpster. I found a copy of the local newspaper. It's called The Eagle. All right, look and see what the name is before The Eagle. It'll normally say. Oh, this, see, this, this was from the garbage. It's just ripped up. It just says The Eagle. All right, just The Eagle. Uh, Cappy in St. Louis. Do you know where he is? He's at the Children's Underpants Department at Saks Fifth. That's probably right. No, I'm not. Oh, incorrect. Keep looking around, Chris. Do you see anything? Okay. I see... I see that they're actually building airplanes. They're building planes around here. It's And I see a nickname. It's even called the air capital of the world. Not the airplane capital of the world? No, the air capital of the world. That's kind of stupid, right? Yeah, this sounds... Matt, Matt, you have any idea? Would it be Wichita? Yes! Correct! I am a lineman for the county. That's what I'd want to grab if I was producing. I want to grab Wichita lineman. Chris, what's everybody win from finding you? Uh, this is really freaking me out, man. What do the I people win for finding you? Oh, they win a copy of Dumb and Dumber on DVD signed by Peter Bobby, the Fairley Brothers. Peter Bobby, the Fairley Brothers. All right. Come on home. But I'd see if you can get a Wichita lineman to pick you up. That'd be pretty cool. And this has been brought to you by Wyndham Hotels and Resorts, Wyndham Grand, Wyndham Garden. There's a Wyndham waiting. Earn up to 10,000 Wyndham Rewards bonus points when you book at Wyndham.com. Terms and conditions at Wyndham.com. Why would we talk over this song? It's the beginning is the best part. Bring bring me some volume like we're a radio station. I hear you singing in the wire. I can hear you through the wine And the Wichita lineman Is still on the line Ah, here comes Chris. He's back from Wichita. I knew I need a small vacation but it don't look like rain And if this nose that stretch down south Won't ever stand strain And I need you more than won't you Who I wrote this song, Chris, you remember? And I won't I'll give you a hint, it was on the show before. Jimmy Webb? Very good And who's the musicians playing in the background? I, I cannot remember. I'll give you a hint. We did something on the documentary about them. Wrecking Crew. Yep. Now, the Wrecking Crew movie is finally going to be released. That's amazing. It's been so long. In February. And uh, I talked to the producers. Said we help them out here at uh, Sirius XM. I'm trying to get some other stations involved. So, uh, you want to write back to him, Chris? I will. And get a hold of Leeds. Let's have a meeting with Leeds. All right. Listen to this song. 
Is the guy singing the song, and there's a documentary out about him right now because he's losing all of his memory. Oh God! That seniors thing that comes down. Yeah. Which I find to be the most frightening thought ever. That you are still here, but your brain doesn't remember. And it's like waking, like coming to, or getting. I saw a, a clip out of it, and he didn't remember like his second wife. They were showing him, like video and stuff and they're like that's your second wife and he goes is it like he was just glad to you know oh like it was a pleasant thing to hear yeah not like that fucking bitch that's terrifying uh like coming to in, in a room full of you like your friends or family and not knowing any of them no you know <sighs> the um Polly just did the thing and uh it kind of ends with his mom, and you can see that she doesn't really remember, you know, her own kids. And it would brought, brought, um, a nurse said to him, and this was so sweet, she said, just because she doesn't remember you doesn't rem mean that you don't remember that that's your mom, you know. I got a little fucking choked watching it. Because I see you and how forgetful you are and yeah. how stupid. Well, I wouldn't say stupid. Forgetful, sure. Yeah, but I mean also in stupid. And even though those two things aren't connected, they're both true. Losing your mind's 100% worse than losing the body. You are so lucky, Fez, that your body's giving out before your mind. <laughs> I fucking admire you so much for that. Although your emotions are on fire. I think and it's a race. I love that little period, that little the sensibility of that. And I say that's where jokes live, in that quiet, in that quiet storm. So tomorrow, I mean, I guess tonight afterwards, we're going to start recording on the big year-end wrap-ups. Yes, we are. Yeah. We're having a record sesh. Yeah, back in the studio, recording for a while. And recording studios, it looks like, I think if we were a band, we would have killed each other a long time ago. Well, they're just in that fucking room. Can you still smoke in recording studios? No. Wait, that's the place that yeah, I told you about. Magic shop, yeah. I looked it up. Oh, because I saw that old board, that giant old fucking board, which is just gorgeous, right? Yeah, it's beautiful. He could, it looks like he's going to be forced out of that neighborhood, too. Of course, yeah, of course. Why should there be anything authentic in a New York neighborhood when they could just build something new? It's terrible. We well, can't even can have move a in a fucking corporate, shitty, I don't know, coffee shop there. Can't even have, we can't even have a giant Pepsi sign. That's, that's, it's really in the middle of nowhere in Queens. Sure, yes, it's on the water. It's not in the middle of nowhere anymore. No, they want to put a building there and fucking make another billion. To me, nothing is worse than the Cafe Edison. That, to me, just kills me. 
That just fucking slays me. Um, here's uh, Mike in Florida. You're on the Ron Fez show. Hey, Ronnie. How's it going, bud? Good. Hey, I got uh, engaged on Sunday. Congratulations. Thanks, man. And uh, so yesterday I went into my girl's uh, my girl's store that she owns, and there's you know a bunch of people in there, and um, we're both big listeners, and just brought her flowers and. Yelled out, hey cousin, and she said, hey cousin, and she wrapped her arms around me and gave me a big kiss in front of all of her, uh, all of her customers, and really weirded a bunch of them out. So I don't find anything <laughs> fucking hotter than that. Seriously, I don't find anything. You know, I'm like Chris with the taboos. I'm like, keep bringing them, make it weirder and weirder. Well, they they definitely uh, thought it was strange. So I just wanted to say thanks to the uh, the cousins. But... All right, thanks, man. All right, take it easy, pal. Peace. See ya. Um, John, go ahead, buddy. You're on the Running Fest show. Hey, uh, Ronnie. Before you get into what I was going to say, I was uh, held up at gunpoint in Long Island City in 2007. Now it's just dogs and women with baby carriages running around. Disgusting. So, but anyway, I woke up this morning, Chris Stanley, thinking about you, and I wanted to know: Do centaurs uh, have horse shoes or no? That's a good fucking. That's a good question. You know, if I, I'm not a centaur, but if I were to guess, centaurs, no, they don't have horseshoes. That'd be like human beings nailing metal to each other's feet. They, they're just wild animals. Uh, Tim in Wisconsin, you're on the Run and Fez show. Hey, what's buzzing, cousin? Hey, cousin. Hey, uh, you were talking about Glenn Campbell. Um, if people would stop and think of how such what a, what a great guy that was. Had a, had a film career, you know, really good movie he was in. Um, he did everything. He had his own TV show. You know, he had uh, he, he did a lot for for uh, 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 charity. He was just a great all around guy. Mm. Um, yeah, well, I don't know if he was a great person because I don't know him, but you know, great studio musician makes the crossover. I actually even toured with the Beach Boys, oddly enough, weirdly, as a Beach Boy. Uh, boy, listen to you scratch your own head, how loud that is in this microphone. That was just a scalp rub. Um, and then, you know, actually became a star, had hit songs. And then, you know, this thing. This thing fucking happens to him. You know, what about... You know, people don't bring this up, but some of the stuff that Chris Stanley is doing, which I think is unbelievable. People don't know about your charity work. Oh, yeah. You've been um, spreading uh, pediatric AIDS. How do you do that? How is it? How does it even work? That's a terrible lie to spread. But I guess yeah. if, if you were to, I guess just get a syringe full of AIDS blood and break into that... <laughs> Oh, I'm going to go over to my friend Janice. Hey, Janice. Hey, how are you, gang? Great. Thanks for playing that. That was beautiful. I, and I just love Jimmy Webb anyway. What a talented young man he is. Well, I don't know if he's young anymore, but... Yeah, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> but it was beautiful. Yeah, it was nice. How's things in Chicago right now? Do you get in the storm? Not yet. It's uh, 
just 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 gray. Just gray and ugly. We we got beat up here today. Just beat up. I saw that. I saw that. It's like <laughs> fuck. A nor'easter. Came so long. Hey, Ronnie, did you guys get the Saint Nicholas package? Uh, Chris, We've not gotten anything from Janice. No. Where's our it's package? I need my package. We'll get her package when I'll call the mailroom. I know my unpleasant Chicago accent. Excuse me, mailroom. Did you find a package? All right, Chris. When I uh, called to confirm delivery, it said it was delivered to an alternate location. So what would that mean? Sounds like Chris Stanley's boyfriend is fucking enjoying whatever you said. I don't have a boyfriend. I don't have a boyfriend. I'll find that. I'm going to call that mailroom. I'll get it. Who's the dude you're sleeping with then? I'm not sleeping with any man. I don't spread AIDS to, to children, and I don't sleep with dudes. I'm wondering why I can't get Fez to get behind this uh, contest right now on the ukulele thing. You haven't mentioned it today, Fez. You're not on top of it. You know, the race is going on, and it's a big race. And all the Ron and Fez listeners should be involved in this. This is the ensemble category for Ukulele Magazine's Holly Jolly Ukulele Contest. You want to vote for Foggy Otis. That's uh, You go to ukulelemagazine.com. Our buddy, Foggy Otis, who comes in here and hangs out. Let's not read to these people, Fez. Let's reach out and make them understand. This is one of our own. This is Foggy Otis. Our dog. Our pal. Our, you know what? Our diggity. Not just a dog, a diggity. <laughs> tweet it out there. Let the tweeters go. And let's get involved in this thing, you know? He's winning, but a ukulele contest, nothing gets more brutal. These motherfuckers don't give in. No, this is old school. They're maniacs. The ukulele community are total insane. And I want insane, insane. I want them to get the winning package. So you can go to the Intero Bang on the unfiltered section to find the link there or go to ukulelemagazine.com and make Foggy Otis a Holly Jolly winner. Oh, God. All right, sweetie. Talk to you later. Good luck hunting for the pig. Yeah. We're going to look for that package. We're going to look for that package and get some cabbage. We need cabbage in the package. Fez, make sure I get to see that be put in so I know not to bust balls. Let me, yeah, let me get a good look at it. It works from a theatrical point of view. Here's Chris in Colorado. You're on the hey, Ron Fez show. Hey. What up there, cousin? What's up, cousin? Hey, not to take away from his his illustrious career, and yeah, he what he's going through is an absolute tragedy. But before we start romanticizing what a great guy Glenn Campbell was, maybe someone ought to talk to Tanya Tucker about that. I don't know anything about either one of their personal lives, and frankly, it's their business. These are two adults. Um. I don't know who said what to who. I'm just saying the guy's had a great career, and now he has this horrible, horrible thing. It just it's it's. I'm almost phobic about it. 
about doing that thing where you're no longer yourself, but should, you're still there. We should all be phobic of losing, like literally losing our minds, where the mind just, just disappears. We should all be scared of that. I don't know if being scared helps you. I don't know if it does, but it, it, that's something that's scary. Don and Iowa, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hello, my East Coast cousin. Hey, cousin. Uh, Ronnie, real quick. I was married 27 years. Um, she cheated on me with her boss. Now, this is going to be my first Christmas. And, Fez, I need your help with this, too. Um, it's going to be my first Christmas without my boys. 22 years. Tradition of going out, finding a live tree, cutting it down. Um, I'm over the road truck driver. I make it a point to be home every Christmas, no matter hell or high water. I will be home. Uh, it ain't going to have to be sure. She's got them convinced that this is all my fault, and uh, they they do not and will not talk to me because, she, like I said, Brownie and Bez, they she's got them convinced that this is my fault from my post-traumatic stress uh, from the war um, and some depression. I, I, Ronnie, and I'm, I use, you know, I, I use, uh, I did coke and I, you know, drank a lot. And by the grace of God, every day, I, I don't. But damn it, Ronnie, it's right there. Cause, you know, and I, and I, and I, and I, and I'm not trying to blow you up, but I listen to you and you, you talk me through it almost every day. You know, I just, damn it, Ronnie, guys, what do I do? How, how do I go about it? Well, I, you know how some people do couples therapy? Why don't you try to do some kind of find a no, therapist no, to work with you and your kid? Because that's the person you want the relationship with, right? Yeah, yeah. I, she's dead to me, Ronnie. I have, yeah, I, so that's not a big yeah. deal. But why don't you two try to find that person that can sit down, figure out what he's pissed at you about, and and get it out there in the air, you know? How? how okay. But they will not return my calls. They will not come to the door. They will not talk to me. How do it I looks like you can't fix it there? this year. It looks like you're not going to get a Christmas miracle this no, year. I understand that. But, um, you know, you got to look into the long term. And there's no way that this kid is pissed off at you for nothing. Something must have happened. So let's take a little time getting it back together again. You know, give him a little room to breathe. 22 is yeah. a weird fucking age. You know, you yeah. start to think that you're a well, man there's now. There's, there's two of them, Ronnie. There's 22 and 15. And okay. You know, uh, I just, I, Ronnie, I didn't do nothing wrong. I keep my head down. I work, provide a house and a... They don't need for nothing, Ronnie. This is what... Uh, this is where I'm at. I just... Uh, I didn't do anything wrong but work and try to provide and make sure everything was good. And I, I, God damn it, Ronnie, I don't understand it. It sounds like it sucks. It sounds awful. But, you know, you don't win every fucking game. You just don't. Yeah. You know, it right. takes a little time sometimes. But, you know, give them the credit that they're 15 and 22. They're basically not... They haven't seen these situations before the way that you have. Hold on loosely right now. Send a card over. Tell those guys that you miss them, that you love them. You like to get together no matter what it takes. And, uh... Yeah. And leave it that way. But give them the opportunity to be wrong this year. But definitely go find someone we all... Me and my two boys can go talk to, correct? Yeah. I think that would be a great idea. All right. 
All right, Ronnie. Love you guys. You have a good holiday. Love you too, kid. Hang in there tough. And there ain't no way Coke and alcohol helps you fix this problem. No, I know. It doesn't help. It's right there, brother. I understand it's right there. And if it helped, I'd tell you to do it. Every day, every day, I push it away. Fezzy, you take care of yourself. Have a good Christmas. All right. All you fellas over there. Love you guys. See ya. Love you too, pal. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. This is the Ron and Fez Show. Um, Fez got up and did he leave the room? He left the room, yeah. He's now wandering the halls. He's wandering the halls. Kind of like a Wichita lineman. He's a serious lineman. It's weird when he gets up out of the nowhere. And he also, when he got up, he had a strange look on his face. I know. Like I said, he was doing his nitro pill thing, and I'm like, I say it. He was like making sure he theatrically pulled it out, put it. Whatever happened with him and Shelby today? Uh, flat, but you and Flat said two. I don't know what BL is writing to me during the show. Would you please focus on their thing? Yes. I'll email them right now. Yeah. And tell them that during the show is when I'm working. When is uh, Flat stopping in? Next to, week. What date? The 17th. The 17th is a Wednesday. Yes. They're going to be here on the on a Tuesday. If this isn't the... We that, that, that's what they're asking about. No, it's Wednesday the 17th is what we talked about. I told the both of them directly. Do 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 do. I am a lineman for the Eagles. I was friends with uh, Jimmy Webb's son, or one of his sons in college. Ted Webb? No, not Ted Webb. Good kid. Yeah, he was a good kid. He was a great was he guy. Jimmy Junior? No, he wasn't Jimmy Junior. Did he go around fucking <laughs> fighting with people? Did your dad write MacArthur's Park? Well, my dad did. He was in the music program at SUNY Purchase. And did the teachers love him? Oh, I bet. <laughs> oh, he was everyone's favorite. What else did his dad write? But you didn't pay much attention, did you? You're your own best friend's fucking deal. Didn't like talking about him too much. Who, you didn't like talking about no, him? No, he didn't like talking about the old man. He made a mistake then. By the time I get to Phoenix, Galveston, the worst that could happen. This is a fucking strong. All I know. What's a strong career, Chris? Yeah. You know what songs I wrote? What's that? Dick. Oh. So it's Wednesday, right? Wednesday, December 17th. I'm going to write Wednesday, 17th. And stop texting me during show. I mean, you think somebody who worked in radio would know that? I don't know how to tell him this, but that other one is the best song you ever wrote, though. Did you find all their package? And see if there's any cabbage in it? It's a great accent. I worry about that package, though. Uh, alternate location of delivery. That doesn't make any sense. There's one place they can deliver it. This building. 
Anything? It, by the way, you said ultimate instead of alternate. I screw up a lot of words. Yeah, you're a dick. <laughs> <laughs> you seem like you got the Christmas spirit, though. I do. Hey, Shelby, do you know that you and Fez are uh, fighting this bad? Yeah, he was uh, saying I was lying about something, but um, like about emails being sent. That I he he left the room right before I could prove that I had indeed sent them. So I I we can clear that up with each other. You and him do not have a good relationship. Neither do you and Chris. No. But I'm not taking nitro pills. Yeah, that's true. I just you know. We'll have a cocktail. Uh, Al in Maryland, you're on the run of Fest show. Ronnie, hey, yeah. uh, a gentleman, actually, is a doctor named Fred Hanna, has written a book called The Perfect Smoke you might be interested in. No. He's a uh, researcher in Colorado, and he's determined that smoking small... Uh, doses of nicotine through pipe smoking or cigars actually will ward off diseases like Alzheimer's, Parkinson's, things like that. And he's uh, working on that, but it's uh, he's got some pretty interesting data. And there's one section of that book called The Perfect Smoke that talks about that. You might find it interesting. Yeah, I'd, uh, I'd rather smoke than read about smoking. But, you know, I can't lie with the when someone says small amounts. You know, like when they act like small amounts of wine is good for your heart. You're supposed to drink a glass a day. They said it makes us healthy. It seems like if you're drinking more of it, then it's even healthier. <laughs> I don't know if that's true, but... Antioxidants and such. So this other thing is what they want d done the... The last? Yeah. Yeah. They asked for a mention, is what I was told. They'll get their fucking <laughs> And they'll like it, too. All right. In the Fez-Shelby fight, whose side do you want? If you had to be... If you if I called you into court, whose side would you say was correct? I'm on Fez-Watley's side. Really? Weird, right? He and I do not uh, see eye to eye on many things. But yeah, I'm on Fez-Watley's side. Does that surprise you, Shelbs? In a in a way, no, but then also yes. I mean, I I was sort of accused of not just sitting on my ass for two days, and when I proved no, look, this is what I've been doing. But it just, I don't know. It's the communication, kid. You shouldn't wait until you're asked. But I I was, and I and then I communicated. I forwarded the emails that I was told to forward. I I complied, and it's still. You should check in with people all the time. That's your biggest problem. It got fucking ugly in that office. Tonight. Did it really? It did, yeah. Uh, I, I, I mean, I'm taught Fez isn't in the room, but it got fucking ugly. He was screaming at Shelby. And I was thinking, what do our office mates think? <laughs> was he screaming, Chubbs? Yeah, it got pretty I, heated. I worry about his heart when it comes to that kind of shit. We'll pick it up later. I got a guess right now. You know, the big show out there is called The View. Chris Stanley, The View, that's on every day, 11 o'clock. And then the big Broadway show, Fish in the Dark, that's Larry David's show. Uh, somebody's doing both of those. The one and only Rosie Perez, who's here today. Oh, hell yeah. Fight the power! Fight the power! Fight the power! Fight the power! 
Back in studio with us. So many uh, changes going on in your life. Every time I turn around, you get another cool gig. Oh, wow. The View and now Broadway? Yes. Have you ever done Broadway before? Yes, I did um, several uh, plays on Broadway. Um, my Broadway debut was actually at the Public Theater. Um, the Joe Papp? Yeah, at the Joe Papp Theater. Uh, uh, references to Salvador Dali make me hot. And then I did uh, Frankie and uh, Johnny and the Claire de Lune with Joey Pants Oh. Uh, um, at the Belasco. And I did... Uh, the play that I wrote, it was a Mike Nichols play, and I did uh, The Ritz uh, at the Roundabout. It was a revival, Terrence McNally, and a couple more. So, so Mike Nichols was uh, also very important to you. Yes, he was. Yeah. He was. I, I was able to, that, that play actually I stepped in for uh, Holly Hunter. Yeah. And, um, and I was very, very nervous because I only had a short amount of time to learn the part. And it was a ridiculous, over-the-top comedy. It was a lot of fun. And, and um, yeah, he was a great guy. He was a very, very, very uh, serious man, mm-hmm. too. You know, and he had- to be serious at, about being funny. You know, yes. I mean, about to be serious about comedy. But it was amazing after he passed away. I, I read over the stuff, and I'm like, that's a you know, like ten lifetimes shoved into one lifetime. You yeah, know? I'll say. Uh, which is always a tremendous thing that you can say about anyone, no matter where you, li- uh, you know, lose them in life. Did they take advantage of their time on the planet Earth? Did they right. play the game and enjoy themselves? Yeah, he uh, certainly did. Uh, you are going through it too. I can't believe that you that you're going to be pulling off both of these. Doing the View, which is of course a big daytime show, and then going and doing Broadway at night. Yeah, with Larry David, which has already got everybody talking because you know the world's crazy about Larry David. Yeah, so so am I. He's hilariously funny, and the play is hilariously funny. Um, I'm just gonna have to like. Be straight edge and and get a lot of sleep and you know no, and just no, be on my grind. No partying. Well, here's another thing too, and I, I'm sure everyone knows it about it, but you're very well known in Brooklyn for you know being there for causes. Everybody that knows you in Brooklyn always will bring up that you're a great neighbor. That if things need a light shown on them, even some things that seem like uh, that most people wouldn't pay attention to, traffic issues and stuff. I'll see you bringing attention and i always think that's great but you're out doing uh, some stuff too for women rise above it yes what's happening there well, it's a pine saw campaign. Mm-hmm. Um, it's called When Life Stinks, Women Rise Above It. I love uh-huh. that title. And it's an online mentorship platform that they're pri- providing for women to come together and support each other. If you go on their website, you can choose whether you want to be a mentor or a mentee. Mm-hmm. And this not-for-profit group called Women Empowered will pair you up. You know, they're going to suss them out. And, yeah. and uh, it's a year's commitment. To another woman, and I think that that's a, a beautiful thing. And um, if they go on their Instagram, 
account uh, and use the hashtag women rise above it, mm-hmm. they are automatically entered into a sweepstake uh, um, campaign and they can win weekly prizes and up to $5,000 and also up to a year's worth of cleaning services provided mm-hmm. by Pinesville, which is amazing. Um, you know, but the reason why I signed on again with, with this campaign is because you know, as you know, I had a really tough childhood, you know, and it was, you know, I needed mentors, I needed guidance, and I did have those women in my life, men too, but more women than than men. And it made a huge difference as to who I am Mm -hmm. now, today. And I try to pay it forward as well. And I think that sometimes we feel so alone in our experiences, you know, whether it's professionally or or personally. Um, And it's good to hear that maybe someone who's a bit older than you or 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 has more experience than you have say, you know what, it's just a day. You're going to get through it. It's okay. Or when you go for a job, this is how you should look. This is how you should write out your resume. This is how you should do your interview. Even things like that. You know, if you're going through a divorce, it's like, honey, I get it. You know, just someone to vent. Well, everybody needs a coach. You know what I mean? Like, there's no professional athletes that don't have a coach. That's right. And we forget that in life, that sometimes it's easier for someone who's not in the situation to be able to lean back. But, you know, the stuff with women, I don't think there's been a progressive thing ever pushed in this country that women weren't in the middle of. And yet it seems it's harder for women to promote themselves than it is for men mm-hmm. to promote themselves. Like men seem to be very fraternal in the workplace and women are better or at least they, they go after social issues more. But it's surprising to me. I, do, I, I have to respectfully disagree yeah. with that because I think that, I think that the media puts that out there 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 are a lot of alpha females out there that are running corporations companies non-for-profits mm-hmm. and um uh, there are more women than ever that are in our government specifically the house and the senate um and you know there are you know uh, it's 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 times have been changing and they're still changing and there's still a lot more right. to do and it still is a male dominated world but women are are having their voices heard i i do believe that are women in the media do you think that they're promoting women the way that men i will say this I think white men have ran things because we really want to. That's the big Oh, my God. I love that honesty. (laughs) It's the really thing that if you were in a a plane crash and you got over the beach, the white guy would say, all right, here's what we need to do. And I don't know why everybody has always listened to us, but they have. You know what I mean? Like, I think there's a drive that. Well, they always listen to you because you, you know, white people are, are, have been the, 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 uh, people who are in power, who right. can call the shots. And, and so that goes down and gets passed down through generation after generation. You know, yes, we have a African American president now. Uh, you know, we had Condoleezza Rice, yeah. uh, you know, and, and such. Um, but still, it's, you know, Here's here's the interesting thing, though, and I'll, I'll show you how white men are. Right, so we have Obama as president, right? Mm-hmm. For the last six years, the 
Fox News has been just freaking out from day one all the way through. They just cannot believe it. They can't believe it every day. So there's something weird uh, and interesting about that fact that out of everybody on the planet, it's always the white guy who is like sincerely believes that they should be in charge. Mm-hmm. Um all the way through, even down to the church. You know, you uh, grew up Catholic, right? Yes. How did the how did the men end up in charge of the one hundred percent in the Catholic Church, and then they had nuns, which you know went and got stuff for the priest, and now we don't even have nuns anymore. It's yeah, really no, hard to find nuns. nuns. When I was a kid, there was nuns everywhere. Yes, there were, but because the Catholic Church was everywhere. Yeah, you know, and 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 um, the the Catholic Church presence has has decreased because of you know all the scandal and 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 they lost a lot of money and they lost a lot of land and and um, but they're still a powerful organization. Yeah, and um, you know it's so funny when I saw the movie Doubt. Yeah, right about I I initially thought. And, uh, you know, I hope people don't take this or, oh, you're so stupid. Yeah, well, whatever. Um, when I, I initially thought, sitting in the uh, uh, theater, that it was a dark comedy. A dark comedy right. commentary on the Catholic Church. You know, because the nuns, the way it was lit, the nuns were all pasty. Um, you know, the, a lot of the color was taken out, uh, even in the set decoration. Mm-hmm. You cut to the priests, it's lavish, they're smoking cigars, having glasses steak. of wine. Yeah, you cut back to the nuns, yeah. they're all quiet in this dark, <laughs> dank, you know, beigey right. room, and they're eating like this brown looking colored meat, yeah. you know, and just miserable. And, and, you know, when I was in the convent, that's how it was. Yeah. That's how it was. And, and I, I just, didn't understand it because the nuns ran the convent. Right. They ran things, you know, um, on a day-to-day basis. Yeah, when you were a kid, you would see the nuns every day, and they would come over, and you would either, they would tell you did something yeah. good or something bad, and then every once in a while, the priest would come in, and it was like... And everyone would stand out of attention, like, oh yes, yes. He's here. Yeah. He's here. You know why that is, though? Why? Because the priest is the one that you had to confess your sins to. Right. And who worked that out? Other priests. Other right? <laughs> it's white guys saying we know what we're doing. We will set up the organization, and then we'll have steak and wine and cigars while everybody else gets it done. Yeah, yeah. Um, the Speaking view, of nuns, though, I have to say that yeah. you know, I you know, I, I I write in my book that you know there was this one particular nun that was very cruel and abusive to me, but there were some nuns there that were just awesome. There's some nuns that I, I've awesome met and, and inspired me, them. and and just and just really had a very very positive effect. Yeah, on there me. is some I've I've met. Uh, well, there's a little convent in my neighborhood too, and I, I've met some of those women that are just they're beyond. Beyond what, yeah, they're just 100%. They're, they're literally living it, loving it. It's amazing. But it's, uh, so you're on The View now, and that show, still very controversial. There's always stuff being written. Does this, go, does she go along with her? Blah, blah, blah. What does it feel like to be on the inside of that? Does it feel as crazy as it appears from the outside? No. No, it's it. You know what it is? Is that you know I've been saying this. Like you look at uh, a show like Meet the Press or Hardball with Crease, even Face the Nation, um, and you have these men yelling at each other. You know, you see Crease with the spit coming out of his mouth. They call it a debate. You have a group of four women doing the same thing. They call it a catfight. 
Right. You know, so it's just sexism at play, in my opinion. Are we highly emotional at times? Do we fiercely disagree at times? Absolutely. 100%. But that is the point of the show. Mm-hmm. That's the whole premise of the show is to share our opinions, to share different kind of opinions. They purposely put four different women, very different women. That mm-hmm. was Barbara Walters vision. And I think that it's very strong right now. I think her vision is very, very strong because we are really, really opinionated uh, people up there. And, uh, you know, and I think because we are women, we get a little bit more emotional. We feel things a little bit more in a more empathetic way, mm. um, if you will. And so, you know, and, you know, it. I just I just think that I think that. It's weird because they say we're having cat fights. They say this, they say that, but then people always tune in. Sure. They always tune in. You know, maybe they're tuning in for the cat fight, but mm-hmm. I think majority of the people are tuning in to hear what we do have to say because, you know, we try to uh, create an intelligent conversation. You know, about world affairs, about current events, even about pop culture, you know, and, and, um, you know, I would say these, it is nerve wracking for me. I can't speak for the other women, mm-hmm. but I've always played characters. If I was presenting myself, it was always on the couch. Let's say with David Letterman or right. Leno or Jimmy Fallon, uh, no, not Jimmy Fallon, Jimmy Kimmel. Um, and, uh, you know, even when I'm on the couch, I'm a bundle of nerves. And so here I am going out every single morning in front of America. And to be quite honest, I, you know, I ha, I haven't fully settled in. I'm calming down mm-hmm. as each day goes on, but it's still like, wow, this is really like intense. This is really, you know, it's a trip, you know, and seeing Rosie and Whoopi do it. They're just so calm. This, right. they, they're just like, Hey, let's go. You know, lights up five, four, three, two, one. You know, and there's at times where we cut to commercial and me and, uh, Nicole look at each other and we just go, Oh, you know, just like exhale, you know, yeah. and cause you know, it's, it's intense. But I think that, that the thing is people go, Oh, I would be too nervous to do that. But they don't realize performers have a lot of nerves. They have anxiety yes. and then they go through it. They, yes. they move on through it. Yeah. So the fact that you show up every day, Still knowing, and then add that to a Broadway play. Yeah, it's crazy. It is crazy, and then of course you're changing the world, making the world a better place. Uh, Rosie, thanks so much for being in here. Last time I saw you, we went down and saw cousin Brucey after. Yeah, and I will never forget this. You were wearing a neck brace, and he goes, "Let's take that neck brace off." Yeah, <laughs> and undoes your neck brace. I'm like we're going to get sued. <laughs> Uh, every day on The View. Then, A Fish in the Dark on Broadway begins February the 2nd. And then, When Life Stinks, Women Rise Above It. Go to womenriseaboveit.com. Keep fighting a good fight, Rosie. I'll see you Thank next you. time coming through. Thanks for having me again. Ladies and gentlemen, I'd like to introduce Ron and Fez on Raw Dog.
Rosie Perez. Love her. She's great. I was just watching Pineapple Express the other night. She was good in that. She was. I want her to live at the end. I was like, come on. Drag her out of that goddamn burning barn. I always try to explain to women what it is about us, the men. White men in particular. We really want to lead. And we think that we're best at it. I don't think anyone's ever proven us wrong. Honestly, no. Churchill. Oh, he was the best. He did it drunk. He did it blind drunk. He did it as drunk as... No, here's, here's the truth. If you look at what was... The, the two best leaders of that whole thing. Churchill, white dude, and Hitler, white dude. Okay. Both of them were really just fighting over who's the white dude in charge. But a white dude feels like he should be in charge. It's the way it's been, you know? I mean, even on a plane... Everybody looks up and goes, where's the white dude flying this thing? On a spaceship, where's the white dude flying this? I don't think I'm being racist when I say it's just something that we're comfortable with. All right. Um, some people wrote in about different things about her, but this one was, Lori said, how am I not following Rosie Perez? I love hearing awesome women on, on Fez. But Cajun said this. When they were talking about on the View or men, you know, on Meet the Press, they called it a debate. On the View, they called it a catfight. Cajun said, "That's because women start crying on the View when they debate." Now, Fez, you are a public crier. Yes. Do you feel like that helps you or hurts you? Oh, it hurts me. It does. Yeah. Then why do you continue doing it? A lot of times I just don't feel like I have control over it. I try to fight it. Right. Sometimes I can suppress it, but very rarely. I right, See, that's the thing that we're talking about here. You don't have control, and that's why people would rather give it to the white man. The white man, cold-blooded stone killer that he is. You ever hear a white pilot talk? Looks like... Uh, Couple of the engines are out, and uh, we got a little fire here in the cockpit. My cock and balls are burning right now as I speak. You know what I mean? He stays cool with it. He fucking stays cool. It's calm, cool, collected. And people respect that. Now, Chris was telling me that you lost your shit before the show today. <laughs> And Chris said that he was worried about other people in the hall hearing you scream the way you were. I had no idea I was screaming loud. I mean, Fez, I know I was angry. Was I screaming? Because you were screaming. And the first thing I thought, our neighbors are going to fucking be like, what's going on in there? You mean your office neighbors. Office neighbors, yes. Our office neighbors. There's, there's an office across from us, and there's two offices on either side. And what were you... Screaming about. It was just annoying to catch Shelby in yet another lie. There was no lie. I, I've even proved it to you, to Chris. There, Look, there's no lie. I am telling the truth. More than Is the truth. Is he lying now? Yeah. yeah, he's lying now. He showed me an email, but he didn't forward it, the email to yeah. me. I forwarded that, that, both of them to you that, yesterday, and I was trying to explain. That look. wasn't what the email was that we wanted. We wanted the one that you claim you sent out Sunday. 
Yes, that's the one I had forwarded to you already. I was saying I'll forward it to you again, but look, here's to show you I was not lying. And and I will forward it to you again, but just before I do, let's just clear up that I'm not lying. You're lying. How, you're you're just lying say, about not lying. You're j- just to say you're lying. I I pr- I proved that I wasn't lying. And the now person who just, was supposed to get the email never got this thing. Maybe, Shelby. It's not so much that you're not lying. You're just not telling the truth. Why are you pounding the board in there, trying to break Don Wicklin's board? The, I'm not. Come pounding. on in here, Shelby, where you can I, express yourself. Let me know. Yeah, I don't care where you go. <laughs> okay. <laughs> You don't seem to have anything to do with this. And you're incredibly tired. Hey, I I, I broke this open, okay? Uh, yeah, I guess you did. You were the whistleblower. Hey, Psycho Bob, go ahead, buddy. You're on the Ron and Fez show. Hey, Ronnie, you know the uh, radio show that I listen to in the afternoon? Uh, it's got a white guy in charge. I always feel like I'm pretty much in charge wherever I go. Like if the right. elevator jammed, I would go like this. Hold on, everybody. We're going to be okay. I would immediately start making those kind of announcements. Well, you mentioned the pilot on the plane. That goes for the emergency rows, too. You put a white guy on it? Put a white guy next to that door over the wing that, in case of an emergency, that's the person who's going to have to chuck it out now, the window. Dude, now, when I'm saying white guy, you know I'm not talking gay, right? Right, yeah. Okay, good. I mean, yeah, total non-minority white guy. Yeah. And that's why I see Shelby as a white guy in training and why I expect really big things out of him. But Fez doesn't believe in you and neither does Chris. You're also saying, what are you saying about, what's your biggest problem with him, Chris? The uh, inability to take direction is my biggest and second second, uh, communication. I'd be able to communicate better, it seems, if people would check their email inboxes. That's, I'm sending the, the stuff. I am communicating. Well, email is only one way to communicate. Another thing is to make sure you're getting along with people. Give them a call. I had to fucking tell Fez today when he's just trying to text Chris. I go, would you just fucking call him like a person? Let's stop just sitting there and slamming these buttons. All right, so Chris does not believe you, and neither is Fez. Who are you closest to in this place? I, I I don't know at this point. It's it's just frustrating when they're saying you're lying about an email, and the email is sitting right in front of me when it says Sunday, 7 p.m., sent. And it, it's right in front of you, Vez, and you're still you being called that? a liar. It, because it took so long and so much conversation to get to that point. Because I never got this email. Chris said he never got it. We still haven't gotten this email. And Chris said, if you sent this email on Sunday, go to your sent box, find the one you sent on Sunday, and forward that to Chris. And and I had done that yesterday, and before I was called a liar, which I was right from the beginning, I just want to say, I'll forward this again. And but before I do that, it's right here. Let's just let's just communicate and clear it up right now. And you refused to. No, and I was trying to, but I was called a liar fifty times before I could just calmly communicate and explain. You realize you have a track record, right? I guess you lied about the Easter egg on demand. You lied about some audio that got fucked up. I guess that's how we communicate, just repeatedly calling people liars. I guess that's the way we communicate. I said go ahead, forward the email. You never did. 
You I never did it this morning. And I, I forwarded it yesterday, but I was called a liar I don't want the from one the yesterday. beginning. I was called a liar from the beginning. I wanted to clear, just clear it up and communicate before I forwarded it again. I just wanted to clear things up and say, hey, instead of calling me a liar from the beginning, let me just show, hey, you, you even already have this before I forwarded it again. I was running around today. I went back in the office. Chris said he had the email from you, and I was ready to say, all right, I'm sorry I'm wrong. And then Chris tells me, oh, no, wait, this is from yesterday, not Sunday. So yes. you still, I, the only, not, I, I said the only, I said clear it up this way. Forward Chris the email from Sunday. Why do you, you care? You can't though? do it. Why do you care about that part of it? Because Why it's it's more of a pattern of behavior. Right, so it's not about this one thing. So it, it, it goes back, because it goes back to the communication problem he has with everybody on this show. It goes back to that. When he doesn't communicate the way he's supposed to, then he starts lying about it. It's a pattern of behavior. I, it I, goes back to the bigger problem. Maybe this isn't such a big deal, but it goes back to a bigger thing. Uh, if, it, if it isn't such a big deal, why were you screaming? I didn't realize I was screaming. I didn't think I was screaming. How am I going to see the priest at the Catholic channel that sits across from us now? He's going to think we're crazy. Nope. I, that, I want a movement there anyway, then. I had no idea of that. There's a whole gaggle of priests. That's geese that are a gaggle, not priests. You got that confused. Uh, David, you're on the Run of Fez show. What's up, cousins? How we doing today? Hey, cuz. I didn't realize, Ron, I thought you were joking, but listening to these two go at it, Fez and Shelby really are the same person. It's amazing to me how much they're alike. Fez has got to keep it down. You can't be upset in shade. Here's the weird thing. Both of them are very happy to be taken off of any project and very happy to be sent into the other room. Neither one of them gets shook by what normal people would see as a loss of honor. But I might be heading back to that white dude thing. No, you're spot on. Okay. But I'm, I'm another white guy, though. You really are. You definitely think that you should be in charge. There's no doubt about it. Um, let's go over to Jim. Jim, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, guys. How's it going? I just uh, can't help but see the irony in Fez talking about patterns of behavior and lack of communication skills. This is a, uh, we're not talking about me and my problems. We're talking about a problem the entire show has with Shelby. Yes, but the entire audience has that same problem with you. I'll forward you an email. That would be lovely. Uh, Dan. Dan and Bingham. Bingham, uh, yeah, hey, man. Uh, I just want to say you're really. Breaking uh, radio ground today where Fez is arguing with a former intern about emails. This is just what I needed to hear on my way home from work. Thanks a lot. I guess Chris had a big problem with it to bring it up. I brought up there was a screaming going on in the office this morning. Uh, Becky and PA, you're on the run of Fez show. Okay, so none of these people seem to be able to communicate with each other. The question I have is, if he has an email saying that he forwarded it to them yesterday, 
is it possible Chris didn't scroll down far enough to see the forwarded email? And the bigger question is, if you forward it to them, where is it in Fess's inbox? It didn't get sen- it didn't get sent to me originally. It only got sent to one person when Shelby was supposed to copy on- everybody on it. Well, do you have the email that shows he copied you on Sunday? No. Yes, I, I hadn't copied him on Sunday. I was just sending, hey, this is what I have to this person. I should have copied it. And then the next day, I forwarded it to him, and I'm still liar, liar. That's all. I'm still all I hear, even though I'm just, I'm doing what I'm supposed to. Are your pants on fire? And they're is burnt. your nose longer than a telephone? <laughs> no, they're, they're not. They're damp. They're well, damp. You, you gotta, here's your big problem, Shelby. You work with these guys, and yet... You, you don't seem like you trust her like them, and they don't trust her like you. That seems like it. So what do you see as the solution? Because there seems to be a solution on the hill here coming our way pretty quick. What's your version of the perfect solution? I, I don't know. I'd keep trying to communicate better and do better, but then, oh, no, I'm just called a liar. I'm just... Uh, Jason said, hey, Ron, do you remember when you ran down HR for not wanting this guy? Absolutely. It was this time last year that we all fought to get Shelby in here. And HR had big problems with him, basically doing what Fez said, liar. And not only did we go all go to bat for him, but two guys who have been fired since have gone to bat for him. Um, something's got to come out of it, Shelps. There's got to be some kind of solution. And you're going to have to help figure out what the solution is. I, I, I know that. That's what I've, I've been trying to do. That's all Here, I've been trying to do. Here's what your problem is. The two guys that you don't get along with are also going to be part of the solution. You know what I mean? At some fucking point, you have to see that you work with people. Yeah, I, I, and I'm, I'm doing my best to work with them. Not one person here feels like they have a close working relationship with you. That's your big problem. Not. And and I'm trying to work with them and, name, and take, name one person you feel like oh I've got a good close working relationship with them that that would be helpful. I I I think I try to have the closest relationship I can with Chris. I we need I'm trying to work to get better on it. Do you feel that way, Chris? He's talking to me more in the mornings, but overall it's it's the same. It's the same. Uh, John, you're on the run of Fez show. Brown, sexy cat fight going on. This is kind of sexy. Fez, do you take joy in the fact that this kid's having these problems? No. No, because it's just frustrating for me. But have you tried to help fix the problems? I've, I've talked to him as many times as I could, only to get blown off. Only to hear, I got it, I got it, I got it, or no, I don't need any help with that. Those are the two responses I get. Uh, Bill, you're on the run of Fez show. Hey, cousins. Hey, cousin. Hey, uh, yeah, I mean, because it's perfect, perfectly acceptable in any meeting 
and any big corporation to just blurt out, I mean, who, who does that? I don't think I did. That's what it sounds like. I'm doing it on the air. I'm not, I didn't do it in the office. I said, You didn't yell liar? I said, You're lying about this. I didn't go up and down the hall screaming liar. I'm just going about what Chris said. It's kind of what Pep said. Yeah. I mean, to me, this is starting to look like Don's not doing his job. It's got to be a Don situation. All right, David said, if Shelby can only go back in time and get Fez some langos, this conversation would not be happening. It does seem to go back to the lango. It stems from that delicious fried bread with three kinds of cheeses and sour cream. I think Fez, the, the thing that the lango does represent is Fez would like his office mates all to be a team. And when you guys got langos without him, He's never been happy since. A rift formed. And then laughed. Yeah, I laughed. Luke LaPierre says this, the perfect solution, let Shelby, Pepper, and Fez go. Get Davy Mac, Catholic Joe, and Molly back. I'm willing to work with this solution. I'm not. I am definitely not. I don't care for that plan. Um... JR, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, Ron. Yeah. All it is is Fez sees himself in Shelby, and that's why he puts the boots to him. See you later, Coach. For me, when I get this kind of stressed, I look at that girl kind of bouncing her tits around the jingle bells. That works for me. It's pretty hot. I believe her name, Sarah X. I wonder what this muscle is that gets them to be able to do this. She's very talented, Sarah X. Sarah Xmas. What was that? Like her pack muscles moving her tits that way? I believe so, yeah. Is this safe for work or not safe for work? Offices, some offices will get pissed. This isn't safe. Because this work. wait, hold on. The nipples are covered. Even still, too much cleavage. Your Honor, I implore you. The nipples are covered. They're manipul- She's manipulating her breasts. It's not safe for work. For going by FCC rules, safe for work. But most companies don't apply. All right, by let's those. play your FCC thing. Could this end up on TV? Yes, late night. Sure. Which show? What what late night show ever does any titty humor? They fucking shoot ping pongs back and forth at each other. Jimmy Jimmy Fallon could be showing this, he but he, he will he not. He doesn't. He will not. She was just jumping up and down, bouncing her very large breasts. That's not going on late night. Um Charlie, you're on the run of Fez show. Ronnie B, I wanted to answer yesterday's trivia question. Has a quarterback ever won a Super Bowl? And well, we know quarterbacks have. I was just saying if the guys wanted to see which quarterbacks. And luckily, you're the only person who had any interest. Not one member of my team did. But go ahead, Charlie. Okay, so Joe Namath, Joe Montana, yes. both won. Uh, and then the part of the crazy part of the trivia is Kenny Stabler and Troy Aikman 
did not finish their whole college year and still win the championship in the Super Bowl. Isn't that wild? So, big ass prize closet. Hooray! All right, all right, all right. Um, let's go over here to Greg. Greg, you're on the Run of Fest show. Hey, Ron. Uh, pleasure to talk to you. If hey. we assume that Shelby just outright lied to Fez, and we tallied up all of Fez's lies, wouldn't the score still be like Shelby won, Fez a thousand? We're talking about these in particular lies. But what about like the cat and the football and the movies and everything else you've lied about? Give the boy a break. I didn't lie about the movies. You saw movies when you told us you didn't. And we're talking about work stuff here. Well, it was a th- we were talking about lies, but it was one of the lies that you told on the air. I don't see any movies. And then one day out of nowhere, you just said, yeah, I was out at a movie. <laughs> and we're like, what are you talking about? All right, let me read some of these. Shelby, just tell Fez, that's a YP, not an MP. Um, Jimmy uh, said that he won the trivia and then we hung up on him. Just call back, Jimmy. We've got uh, an intern really at the last at the last possible days. Where does Todd fit into this lying equation? Um, Lauren wants to know, is Fez still mad at me over the Don Wicklin thing? I'm afraid to approach him in the hallways now. Lauren down the hall when she ratted you out the wiki. Yeah, I'm not thrilled with that. Why would I be? Should she be afraid to approach you in the hall? Yes. Be afraid of me in the hallway then. Yes. Jeez, I don't know. You know, with the four of us, I'm starting to feel like it's lifeboat. Like our old game lifeboat. Uh, Bruce, Bruce, showing the Run of Fez show. Yeah, Ronnie, that video made me remember we're halfway to Christmas and we haven't heard any very filthy Christmas, and for that matter, we haven't heard any sleeves. I know. We always wait till the week of the last week here because you can get really burnt on it fast. And I notice it seems like a lot of people have been Christmas spiriting this year, and Chris and I were talking about. We because there's so much around us, we need, and we're not necessarily negative. We shouldn't start too early. We should almost like make it annoying, like we have to. And if, just the Chris regular Christmas music, it's just everywhere in every fucking store you go into. Yeah, everywhere you go, Christmas music. I can't take it. When I was taking a piss, there were a bunch of men. I'm not even making this up from a sports show, all singing Rudolph together at the top of their lungs while we pissed. That sounds like good good bonding to to, to me. We you, should do we all three of us should do that. All three of us? Yeah, me, Chris and Fez. You say we need to be a better team. We should have piss singing. When he said all three of us, I thought he meant Ron, Chris and Fez. Why would I say all three of us if I was talking about some three other people? John said, Ron, what about you check Fez's email? I bet you it's there. Fez, stop fucking with Shelby. I was never copied on the original one. Why do you care? 
Uh, Jack, Jack, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, good afternoon, Fez. Doesn't Shelby sound just like Earl when he's arguing? I, 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 he has no conviction. Somebody ought to hit him with some breeze. Yeah, I don't like the I don't like the non convictions either. It even happens when you're supposed to present things on the air. Well, did you ever notice that uh, maybe there's a thing, kind of, but not everybody does it. Some people in the past have, but I don't know. Maybe you don't think so. I'm like, what the fuck is it? It's a thing that people will do. I mean, not everybody will do it, but some people do, and then some people get around to it, but they can't. You know, but I want to. But I'm not sure everybody does. Like, what the fuck is it? Uh, Macon, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, how's it going? Um, I was going to say, man, Fez, you need to update your understanding of uh, of the way things work in the office. Like, you can't just uh, punk on Shelby because he's not going to have sex with you, dude. That's the way I try to do I try to bully people into having sex. Um... Rich, you're on the Run of Fez show. Richie. Hey, if anybody should jump out of the lifeboat, it should be uh, Chris Stanley because he's got four feet being a senator. Bullshit. You have to remember, one day we were talking about some changes here, and Chris says to me, look, I got four feet to feed. I can't be fucking around like this. Liz says the man show had lots of bouncing titties. Yeah, but that wasn't what we were talking about. Shelby used the term primetime titties. As yeah. if these titties could be on doing that in primetime. That's late night cable, the man yeah. show. Or as Comedy Central. If Jimmy Kimmel wanted this girl to do that, uh, sure, his like her higher ups might not want him to, but I think he could, within the rules, do that. Would we want to do a lifeboat with the four of us? Loser leaves town match. Chris, would you do it? Yeah. You feel that comfortable with it? Let's jump in this. Me, my fucking four hooves will jump in that lifeboat. Because I will vote against you. God damn it, Just no. for fucking general purposes. <laughs> Just for feeling so confident. Shelby, would you? You said match. Are we wrestling? Or just a regular lifeboat here? What doesn't he understand what a lifeboat is? I don't know. This We've never played it, I guess. This has done lifeboat many times. Never once have we brought up wrestling. What does he mean, Fez? You're his fucking mentee. Um, and by the way, he derailed that bit. I was going to go around the whole fucking mm-hmm. room, but he derailed it. Uh, Eugene. Hey, cousin. Hey, cousin. So, um, I think the best way to get Fez and Shelby back together, improving the relationship, mm-hmm. is start the shiz show. Look, I got to tell you something. I saw how upset Fez was last week about the Jizz show. And then I see that thing about the murder-suicide that was FaceTime last night. And I got to tell what are you screaming at in there, Chris? I'm telling them how to take a winner and answer the phones. Are they complete dopes? Yes. Who's been in charge of them in that room that you're screaming? Look at, can, I want you to see. I see him in Chris the monitor. Stanley going fucking ape shit in there. I'm worried about you're our like, neighbors. You're like Coco. <laughs> Look, I have a firm hand, but they'll learn that way. People write me 
Maybe you should go back to the Ron and Opie show. Well, how could I when there's that one fucking guy hanging around every day now? Lionel. Who was in with the Opster today? Ricky Gervais. You'd rather have Ricky Gervais than me? He's not even American. He doesn't even know anything about Delaware County. Was he slaying? Oh, yeah. Great. Did that keep Jay Moore from coming in comfortably? Boxed out. Kara said, these combos come right before break. Why can't the cousins get along? Uh, Todd, in Nebraska, you're on the Ron and Fez show. Hey, what up, cuz? Hey, cousin. Hey, uh, Ronnie, why don't you come out of here to Nebraska and have yourself a nice old-fashioned Christmas? Get away from this lunacy from Pecker Lips and Cheswick over there. I can't get comfortable since your football program has fallen apart. Ah, you know, madness. My whole life, you could expect Nebraska to be a powerhouse. And I don't know what's that, happened the last couple of years. It's great. It's pandemonium out here. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm going to wait until you get a new coach and get Osborne up again. And then I'm coming out to Nebraska. I, I think the new guy's going to be better than the screamer. Something's got to happen. Something's got to give. Uh, ben, in Toronto, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, cousin. Hey, cousin. I just wanted to play a little light bulb here. And uh, I think, Ron, you should jump out of the light bulb. And I'll be waiting for you to walk there with an oxygen mask and we can get the hell out of there with all the crazies. Just stay! I would gladly leave if Lifeboat tells me to. Gladly. Now, I don't understand. Does this mean a wrestling match? Well, you said match. Yeah. I figure we get in the ring or oh, just regular life. Oh, my God. Life fucking boat. Oh, you okay. hat on a hat, prick. You hat on a hat, son of a bitch. You can't, after a year of being here... Roll with the fucking bit. Um, here's Dave. Dave, you're on the Run and Fast show. Ronnie B., what's up, cuz? Hey, cousin. So, uh, the first time I heard that fucking Lionel, I was convinced it was a Jimmy bit. Now, until I hear otherwise, I am convinced that he's that fucking guy from the original uh, Total Recall movie, the, like, head shrink guy that Arnold shoots in the head. Like, meanwhile, back on Earth, you will be lobotomized. Thank you. All right, Jimmy says that Peter Laurie finally got around to taking his information. Now I want his prize to be just awful. He will have the all worst the Twitter updates. I will fucking guarantee a bad prize for that man. Pugsley, dead. Were you a Munsters guy or an Adams Family guy? Munsters. This isn't even close for me. Not even close. Adams Family. So much more sophisticated, uh, better looking chick, comfortable fucking humor. The Munsters felt always babyish. Morticia was really hot. I love the fact that the Munsters were actually monsters. Uh, it was fucking ridiculous. Could never happen. But everybody had an Adams family in their fucking neighborhood. Um, Ezra says, anytime Fez doesn't like someone, he goes after them. 
looking to find fault in them. He's done it for years. Yes. I uh, lied about the on-demand Easter egg. I lied about the screwed-up audio. I did all of that to get at Shelby. And I I was not lying about those things either. (laughs) We caught... You told me you lied about the audio. I never told you I lied about the on-demand Easter egg. I proved that I was telling the truth on that. No, you you, did not. First of all, let me jump in there. You couldn't be talking more shit. You were told before that you need to go back and listen to make sure that the on-demand's caught up. And every fucking time you act like you're hearing it the first time. The fact that you just can't hit a button and know that that takes care of it. Last time you had to come driving back in the 2.30 in the morning. Because you wouldn't take a second to check on something. So I haven't jumped in here at all. But don't sit here and say that you, you, you had the on-demand thing together. You did lie about that. That's the only thing I, I bring up. All this other shit that happened with Chris. I don't know, Chris, do you feel like you're buddies with either Fez or Shelby? No. <laughs> Fez, do you feel like you're buddies with either one of those guys? No. I've never worked in a radio show like this. Normally, at least two guys that work on the crew together get along. Yeah, I don't think it's ever happened to me before either. Um, And then the pie thing. I got to back Fez up with that. That was a crazy fucking lie. It just goes on and on. I forgot about those other two. Either that or one or both of you guys is delusional. Look, who's opening up that window and staring at you? That's an engineer. I feel violated. Yeah, I know. If you were in the fucking bathroom like that, it would be really wrong. (gasps) Shelby is so much like Fez without the prior years of good radio behind. It is true. New York, I love you, but you're bringing me down. We got to get ready to wrap this one up. So we are putting together the special for the end of the year. And the name of that special, 2014. The funniest year of all the years since the beginning of time. That's an unbelievable thing. We could have called it the funniest year of all time. No. Not going to do that. And by the time the uh, show starts tomorrow, someone will be the owner and winner of the helmet. That's the Highlander helmet. You can go to theinterobank.com for the eBay link, signed by all kinds of great Hall of Famers, Troy Aikman, Jim Kelly, Joe Montana, plus plenty of others. Go there and click on the link. Get on it now so you can be the winner and have this for a great Christmas gift. And all the proceeds going to charity. Um, is it? We're getting out of here. Shelby, is there something you'd like to say to Fez? Um, no. I, that I was not lying. Yeah, I mean to, you know. That I will try to the bridges. communicate with you better. Is there something you like to say to Shelby? I think that it was just a lie what he said about mending bridges. Dave in San Francisco. Come on, Fez. You've been lying for 15 years before you came out, Mo. 15 years, Fez. 
constant lies. Every day was your lie. Mm. That's mm. true. New York, I love you. You're bringing me down. All right, kids. See you guys on the flip side. This time tomorrow, somebody will won our Highlander Challenge helmet. Congratulations to him. Whoever he or she may be. Good luck to Cam Newton. That doesn't look good. And that's the end of my show. Donk. Satellite of love. Satellite of love. Satellite of love. Satellite of I've been told that you've been bold with Harry, Mark, and John. Satellite's gone. That drive me out of my mind I watched it for a little while I love to watch things on TV Satellite of love Satellite of love Satellite of love Listening to the Ron and Fez show. It's now over, but don't worry, you can listen again and again on Sirius XM On Demand. Go to SiriusXM.com slash on demand. Listen to Ron and Fez whenever you want. Go to SiriusXM.com slash on demand.